Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in Sports Take, Biggest Sports YouTube Network. That's Steve Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Barrett's going to be joining us shortly. We will have the Brooksy, Brooksy making his return. So what's going on, Gunner? How are we making out? Maybe I'm D-Gun. Maybe I'm not. You don't. You never know. <laughs> okay. I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I see everybody. I see Jay. I see Tyler. I see Duck. I see Daz. I see Mama Brooks. I see Father Sean. I see Eric. I see Tampa Eagle. I see Jeremy. Did I miss anybody? What's up, folks? How we doing? Duck. Everybody. How we doing? How we doing? Uh, good to see everybody. Great to be hanging out with you today. I think we're going to hit a, a bunch of different stuff. What's up, Christy? Good to see you as always. Uh, so uh, we'll dig deep into the Eagles. Uh, what's up, Steve? Uh, we will dig deep into the Eagles Sixers game three tomorrow uh, against the Nets and uh, Philly split yesterday in very Philly's fashion. They uh, come through big offensively in game one and almost get no hit in the second game, which is very Philly's. Your uh, team is an either or team right now. East There's or no pH. There is, there is no gray area with this team right now, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. It's not I good. I can't figure them out, man. Hey. You, you want some model of consistency, man, and it's it's just not. Yes, I see. Eric, uh, not a new hairstyle. I just need a haircut. I will be getting a haircut tomorrow, thankfully. Uh, it's been a while, so it's time. Um, yeah, no, look, there's a there's a lot to dig into, man, a lot to dig into today. A couple things Eagles-wise, Derek, uh, of interest. Um, Buda Baker may not be as, as costly as maybe we thought um, mm -hmm. initially in the acquisition and look, he wasn't going to get more money than he's getting. Um, but you wonder if the Eagles right. would take on that salary. We'll lay out what he's making uh, as well. You know what I was encouraged about? What's um, that? Ryan branch is visiting the giants today. Today's the last day that you can do your visits, by the way, uh, for, for college prospects, you can have guys in, but he's visiting the giants. But what I was encouraged by is uh, he has already visited according to NFL network has already visited 
uh, mm. the Eagles. I like Brian Branch a lot. And if they stay at 30 and he's a possibility, yes. man, I would be thrilled if you came away with him at 30. Yes, considering that he is uh, head and shoulders the best safety of a very weak lot in this draft, if he is still there, that would be a good value pick for that team. You know, and I and I got a good feeling um, he may drop into the second round. He might. And he's, it's still a good value for the birds yep. at that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always, you heard me say this many, many times. Anybody who plays for Alabama, I don't care if you're third string, you got to look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, Georgia, there's Georgia. a few. Yeah. yeah. LSU, yes. you got to look at him. You know? yes. yes. I, I, I'm, I'm hard pressed to pass on anybody who played for those three institutions. I hear um, you, man. But yeah. he, he is a great value. You know, he, and I think he, he wouldn't be rushed to be that guy right away. I mean, Reed Blankenship is there to provide a buffer. Um, now, Terrell Edmonds is there to provide the Terrell buffer. Edmonds is there to pro- provide that buffer. Um, now, his his curve may be accelerated if he is what they think he is. He could play a lot sooner rather than later, and Blankenship goes back to a spot role. But at least he comes in not pressed to play right away, um, which is a good thing. Once again, the Eagles' depth in certain positions. Now they're thin at the safety spot, but but that's. If they take him, that's a little depth cushion right there because you got two guys already planted in front of him, which helps him get up up to speed. We always hear about players say they they learn from other teammates a lot quicker than they do from watching game film and from coaches just diagramming and walking through it. So he would have a nice buffer in front of him to accelerate his learning curve. Oh, uh, listen, no question, no question about it. And, and he is a, he's an intriguing name for later, that's for sure. What's up? Uh, who else do we have here? Lit City Lambo, trying to get everybody the touches. Eric, Adam, hope you guys are well, Daz. Hope everybody's doing good out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, that's an interesting one. So we have eight days until the draft, Eric, a week from tomorrow. Uh, the Sixers, I mentioned game three tomorrow uh, against the Nets, and I – I think it's going to be the toughest game. They're four and a half point favorites. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the toughest game of the series going back there. If, if Brooklyn's going to get one, it's going to be that game. Um, you know, and, and if the Sixers play the way that they played last game, I think they leave the door open enough for Brooklyn to potentially do something uh, there. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn closed the gap that second game. That's what um, caught my eye the most. Um, they, they, they are committed to doubling and sometimes tripling Joel the first game. They got beat by 20. The second game, it was a game up until like the last four or five minutes when they knew they just weren't going to catch him. But the commitment to doubling Joel and forcing other people to beat them worked a little bit better for them that second game. Yeah. And I said the other day, um, I said yesterday, it, it caught my ear when Tyrese said they changed some things on their defensive scheme, which gave Sixers some problems. So what are they going to do differently again in game three to try to get make the game that much closer and give themselves an even better shot to win in the final moments? Um, that's going to be intriguing to see what they come up with next. Obviously, they have nobody that can match up with Joel one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, the double team seems to work. They've kept Joel in the mid to low 20s, two games now. Right. Um, but the other guys, luckily for the Sixers, the Tobias Harris's, the Maxis, these guys have stepped up and taken a lot of pressure off him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about it, and it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what what counter moves the Sixers throw and what hard and how hard yeah, shows yeah. up. And the good thing is, Ty, uh, Tobias Harris has had a good series for them thus far, so we'll we'll get into some Sixers 
uh, in a little bit. Like I said, Barrett will be coming by in a little bit. We're already getting rib questions. Like, what, what is going on? What Wait, was the last time you grilled, by the way? Has it been a? It's been a minute. Uh, it? Well, yes. What's today? Today is today is Wednesday. What, uh, so Wednesday. Monday, Monday, my oldest daughter brought her kids over and spent the day. She didn't have to work, so they so they were here all day. And then her husband joined them later. So my wife and I, we quickly just did some burgers, kielbasa, beef sausage, stuff like that. But in terms of smoking ribs, man, I can't even tell you when the last time and I did And we've had it. pretty good weather, man. What's going I on? Know. I don't know. I don't have time. <laughs> even on weekends, I don't have time anymore, man. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and I got all these home projects I got to catch up with. You know, babysitting grandkids. You're going to lose your grill skills. You know what I mean? You know. I know. I told you, I got one brand new grill. My, my wife got me a Traeger for Father's Day last year. The instructions are still in the grill. I've never opened it. It's going to be Father's Day before you know it, man. We're going to come up on Mother's Day soon. Tell me about it. My wife keeps yeah. telling me, you know, why don't I just take it back and get my money? Or it's like, well, it's too late for me to get my money. Why don't we just sell it to somebody on Facebook market? I'm like, no, heck no. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I got to find out what this thing is like. I have a lot of friends that have these Traeger grills uh, and, and similar grills. Um, I got to find out what this thing is about. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, it's, I, I go outside all the time. I look at it and I keep walking past it because I'm, I'm going to point A to point B. I'm even doing stuff now. My, my four-year-old grandson tonight is his first uh, T-ball game. Nice. I, won't, I won't be able to go, but I've been working with him on hitting off the tee. So once I pick him up from school today, I got about 30 minutes to work with him, turn him over to his mom. Then I have to take off to another commitment I have uh, in, in the Wilmington area. So hopefully I'll see his. I will see his name get next Wednesday and hopefully the following Saturday, which which is the day two of the uh, day three of the NFL draft. Very cool. So, <laughs> yeah, and we'll be down. Uh, you and I and a, a cast of thousands, I'm sure, will be at uh, Ocean Casino Resort, our our place, uh, on Thursday for for not only our regular. 12 to three show our sports take show, but our draft show that night as well, which is going to be, I, you know, we were talking about a pre-show today. You know, you, if you're, and who knows what happens, whether they move up, they move back, whatever, but you're sitting there right now at 10 30, you're an Eagles fan. You're going to be really locked in the whole night because you're basically oh, yeah. spanning a top 10 into, into the, what there's only 31 this year, I think, you know, into the second to last pick. So you're going to be locked in for a while here on this one. If they trade out of that first round with that 30 pick, I just hope they don't wait until pick number 28. We're sitting there twiddling <laughs> our thumbs. And all of a sudden, pick 28 or 29. The Eagles have traded the 30th pick. I'm like, what? You could have done this an hour ago. What? Yep. You know, so. I'm with you. Yeah, you, it, you know how it'll happen. You and I will be sitting there, and they'll oh, be yeah. on the clock at 30. You know, at gas at the end of the night, it'll be like midnight, and then they'll trade down into the second round. Oh. The only the only plus to that is we'll be enjoying the ambience of the food that they provide. That is correct. You are correct. Yeah. I will. There are certain elements I didn't get to taste last year. I'm making sure I taste a little bit of everything this year. See, my problem is like as the sort of quarterback, I stay on yes. the whole time. Yes. So I I like sprint off when we get a break, and I'm like shoveling, it, and then I got to sit back down and try not to burp and look like a slob and all that. Yes. Other stuff. That's the challenge. Yes. You know. Of that. I think you were the only one who didn't get to rotate and get off the set. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I don't mind. I, I like, I, I like, uh, you know, dishing. I like dishing. So it's all good. But no, we're going to have fun because it's going to be a crazy night, I think. I, I, I think we're all uh, of the belief that they're probably going to trade one of the two picks, if not both, some way, shape, or form, up or back, or make a draft night trade, which the Eagles clearly did last year. So yep. I wouldn't, 
you don't go into this thing making any kind of assumptions when it comes to to Howie mm-hmm. and the way that he operates. Please, please stay at number 10 or move up. Don't move down. Don't prolong it, please. So we have something definitive to talk about other than other what other teams are picking mm-hmm. at those spots. Please, please, please stay up there at number 10 <laughs> so we can all have something to be joyous about at that moment. Please. Well, I think, you know, I don't think the Eagles are going to be alone. Like, in, in what I mean by that is, if you look at it, Carolina's already traded up. We know that. I don't think Houston yep. goes anywhere. No, but there is some either. speculation they might. Arizona could be the one. With, for one of those quarterback-hungry teams, Yeah. let's say you're Tennessee at 11, and you know you're coming towards the end of Tannehill, and mm. you really like, uh, let's say, Anthony Richardson. Let's just throw it out there. Or Will Levis, whatever. You That could be a trading partner for you right there. True. And and if that was the case with Tennessee, if I'm a league Willis, I'm on the phone right away. Hey man, you gotta find me another job. Man. Absolutely. Uh, they they just they just drafted another quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, uh it, for them to give up that quickly, I'm a Malik Willis, considering how high they took him. Wow. Now we've seen teams do that in the past. Arizona did it. They, you know, they, they took Josh Rosen. They did. And he was gone a year later. Yep. You know, it, it happens. So um uh, you're right. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by by the wheeling and dealings that go on because there's always some shock value in that first round, in terms of people moving up and down. Um, I just hope the Eagles don't go from like ten to eighteen, or ten. You know, I'm like, please don't do that to us, please. Well, let me give you one more. Uh, just file it away for what it's worth. Yeah. Atlanta's had a very aggressive off season, and I know yes. they took Desmond Ritter last year. Was yep. he in the third round? I think he was a third rounder. Atlanta's sitting there at eight. Maybe Atlanta tries to get to two because they had Stroud in. They have Stroud coming in today. So if you're sitting there at 11 and you're Atlanta, right, realistically, or I'm sorry, eight, you're eight and you're Atlanta, the odds that C.J. Stroud is going to fall to you without a trade up are slim to none. Let's be real. So, and I know you could just say, hey, you're doing your due diligence. You just want to see what this guy looks like up close and personal. But uh, what I'm telling you is that's a possibility because they have approached the offseason with, with great aggression, very much so. Now, and, and let me give you another one. Raiders. Yeah. I know they just signed Jimmy G. Jimmy G's not long-term there. Do they think about a move up, maybe? Ooh. I don't think the Raiders are, are going to go quarterback. Okay. Um, that, that Considering they just made this investment in Jimmy G, um, they have a lot of other needs that they need, especially on defense. I think the pick is going to be a defensive pick because they've got they've got to show up that defense to match the offense. Even even though Derek Carr is there, Jimmy G is very very capable of running an efficient offense there. Um, and, and the Raiders' defense let them down in more games than not, so they've oh, got to add some pieces. Um, I, I know everybody's high on C.J. Stroud, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. You know, when you look at C.J. Stroud and what program he came from. Ohio State, for whatever reason, doesn't turn out a great deal of a pro quarterback, that, that accomplished pro quarterbacks. I'm, you know, Troy Smith, Terrell Pryor, Tom Tupa, Arch Sleister, Joe Germain, Mike Thompson, Craig Kenzel, yeah, Bobby Hoyne, Kent Graham. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it. Yeah. I mean, think about the history. Of the, it, it, Justin Fields is the latest, and uh, the jury's still – okay, I'll, Braxton Miller. Well, get, sadly, you know, Dwayne Haskins, and it was just an awful – Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, see – yeah, I mean, there's been so many quarterbacks that were, you know, all Big Ten, all American quarterbacks at the collegiate level and turned out to be bust in the NFL or mediocre at best in the NFL. Um, 
Justin Fields, you can't really gauge him yet because he was left with nothing in the cupboard to work with. Right now, the now the pieces around him are better. He's got a year under his belt, another year under his belt. So let's see what he does. Let's get a better evaluation of him this year. But this is a real big year for him. For, for, oh and goodness, I, yeah. I know he's still young. I'm just saying yeah. he's going to have weapons. They, they put an emphasis on the offensive line of giving him yes. some help. You know, defense if still, they can get off the field. Yeah, if he's still and he's at the second year with his coach and, and all that, if, if he's still running the way that he, as much as he did last year, there's a problem because then right. that's on him. That's you know? exactly right. Yeah. But there's I, no but I mean, I feel that. the same way about him, Derek, that I felt about Jalen hurts, give the guy this year and we'll know, we'll know at the end of the year, much better what he is. And, you know, we won't know because we don't watch the bears as closely. I just have to go by my friends who are in the bears organization. If he doesn't pan out, how much of that is on the coaching as well? You yep. know, Great point. You, you you went out, you got better defensive pieces. You got him a number one wide receiver, I believe, in DJ Moore. Yeah. You got him a receiver. You've you've you're proving the offensive line. You got a decent running game. Uh, even though Montgomery's not there anymore, you got a decent running game still. So how much of it is him compared to how much is it on the coaching or lack thereof of coaching to make him better this year compared to last year? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll have to rely on the information I get from people there. Um to, to to get some answers on that at the midway point of a season. I always like to give a young quarterback, especially until the midway point of a season, especially when he's, when he's gone through what he went through last year compared to what he has at his disposal this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so a fair evaluation, get seven games, seven, eight games under your belt, and then let's see where he is. Same, same. All right, let me throw another team at you. Just doubtful, but we'll see. I know New England saying all the right things. We have Bill O'Brien in place now. Last year, we probably didn't do Mac Jones much of a service. And I, I agree with that. I think they really set him back. Yeah. They're sitting there at 14. They love Richardson or Levis. You know, they could they could maybe make an aggressive move. It's possible. They try and get up there to, to Seattle range and grab one of those two guys or Detroit. And flip with them and give them something. Maybe, maybe hoodie hoodie's known to be aggressive. You know, sometimes I don't put anything past New England, and we we know that Bill O'Brien is saying all the right things in terms of Mac Jones. Uh, Matt Jones, he's got a clean slate with me. We start fresh, but is he exactly the type of quarterback that Bill O'Brien wants to run his offense? We don't know that, and if they make a move to get a quarterback. I would think they would look at a wide receiver. Uh, they need a they need a receiver. They don't have receivers right now. It's you know? not a great receiver draft. No, it's not. But you do have one or two on the board. They could be game changers. Yeah. Um, and if they're if they're sitting there, I'd be hard pressed if I'm New England not to take a pass catcher that can stretch the field for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is decent. Um, the the New England is usually a technically sound team on both sides of the football even yeah. if it's not a star-studded team. But they lacked talent last year in a number of areas, um, and primarily the pass-catching area. You know so what I, they, I would you lean feel, towards that. It, what it feels like for me, for them a little bit? What? Just the gut. I, he feels like a New England kind of guy. Jackson Smith and Jigba. There you go. Slot. You go. He's nasty yep. out of the slot. Uh, he's State. fundamentally yep. sound. He's a great route runner. Yep. I was watching a lot of stuff on him last night. ESPN did this mock draft. Uh, McShay and Kuiper yeah. uh, did their mock, their final mock. I don't even know what number it was, but it's the last <laughs> one they're doing. 
And they they were picking based on what they like, not what the, they think the team's going to do. If that makes sense, okay? Right. So I, I thought McShay and Kuiper both did a really good job breaking down uh, the what he does the best. They say he's incredibly smart. He can read the middle of the field brilliantly and 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 move as such. He feels like just a really heady player that 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 Belichick would really like. And it's what he and it's what they need. I mean, I mean seriously. I mean, look at what they had the catching passes for them a season ago. I mean, mediocre at best. Nothing. You know, Nelson Aguilar. You know, are you I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, and now look at what's on their roster right now. I mean. I was just I was just looking at it um, a moment ago. Um, Patriots Patriots roster in terms of pass catchers, um, it's it's not impressive to say the least. No, it, it's not. It, and I think he got so spoiled with Brady being able to just get it done with with almost yep. whoever you throw out yep. there that you know now he realizes that because he did come to that conclusion a couple times during Brady's time with Moss and some other guys, but he realizes that he needs to get his act together here and help this guy out. If you want to try to make Mac Jones, your guy. Yes. Okay. So I stand corrected. They do have Devontae Parker who didn't pan out elsewhere. Uh, they it's, picked a, it's, up, a, it's a shot. Yeah. They take yeah, a shot. Juju yeah. Smith Schuster. They picked up solid. Um, Matthew Slater. Um, and uh, then names Ty Montgomery has never panned out anywhere he's gone as a pass no. catcher. No. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Lynn Bowden Jr., whoever the heck that is, uh, Tyquan Thornton, and Scotty Washington, and Raleigh Webb. Mm. So they don't have a lot of pass That's catchers. Not much, there. yeah. Now, you know, uh, uh, Devontae Parker, there was a time when he was the number one receiver, you know, and, and I'm looking at his stats when he was in Miami. He had one season where he had a thousand yards. He was in Miami two, four, six, seven years, and his two, four, fifth, fifth season was the year he had a he had twelve hundred yards receiving, uh, and he had uh, seventy two catches. Prior to that, his most catches in a season was fifty seven. His mm-hmm. most yards in a season was seven forty four. Okay, and since since that um, since that twelve hundred yard season. He dropped down his last two seasons in Miami to 793, 515, and then his one season in uh, New England last year, 539. Yeah. So, you know. That's he, for, mediocre. And now he's 30 years old. So yeah. they need an upgrade. Yeah. No, that's what they need. They need an upgrade. I hear you. And I, I see everybody. I see Jay. I see Peter. What's going on, folks? Yeah. I, and I just I, – that's – I think it's going to be that kind of night. You know, it, it feels – pretty obvious what one and two are going to be you know with with Bryce Young and Stroud then it starts to open up I'll tell you where and I'm, I'm gonna a little bit later Derek we're gonna project how we think our top five quarterbacks do in the pros mm. I'll just give you a little hint I'm not gonna give too much away I'm coming around more and more not that I didn't already think he was a stud but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw caution to the wind with the size I'm on the Bryce Young train. You know, it's funny you should say that because over the last two weeks, somehow, some way, as he has leapfrogged over C.J. Stroud, and I'm listening to all the experts talk on TV, and I'm, re- I'm reading all this information on him on all these different sites on the cho- college perspectives, um, and I'm watching video of him. I'm right there with you. You know, yeah. I've gotten past this slider build, 5'10". Now they say he's up to 204. I've gotten past that. This, 
you know, they, they, they say he has everything that you want for a matter of fact, several sites have called him a generational type quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking at five ten, we've been so spoiled with the six, three, six, four, six, five quarterbacks. It's hard to fathom that a five ten guy could be a generational quarterback. I mean, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson turned out to be those guys. You know, they were both sub six feet and look at the careers they've had. Yeah. Drew is the first ballot hall of famer. Russell Wilson will be a hall of famer. Yeah. Um, and so not every 5'10 guy has those attributes to be considered a generational type quarterback, but I'm right there with you. All of a sudden I've come around um, to, to him now being, and, and if he went to Carolina, look who he's with, a head coach who knows how to groom young quarterbacks and Frank Reich. Yep. You couldn't put him in a better spot. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like what I see with him, and again, I'm, I'm suspending the fact that he's 5'10", 200 pounds, whatever we yeah. call him, 204. Yep. I see a dude who 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 surgically takes defenses apart, yes. who, who's never flustered. If you yes. watch him when he's got heat on him or or a play breaks down or whatever, he's magnificent. I mean, he's awesome. And I just – I think they will figure it out. You know, it's not like Frank Rice going to go in there and not adapt whatever he does to this guy's skill set. Right. He will. Right. So I'm, I'm good. And I know he's small. Right. And, but it, it was a, it was an interesting point. Chris Morton said, I was watching him last night and he, he said something to the effect of, look, they all get hurt, man. Like they all get hurt. You know, Jalen can squat 600 pounds. He got hurt last year for a few games. Mm-hmm. Big dudes get hurt. Justin Herbert had broken ribs. Everybody gets hurt. So yeah, it's, it's dangerous a little bit. You're a little bit scared of it for sure. There's risk, but I get it. Like, and I buy the Carolina moved up to get him. I do. And it's, that doesn't mean you think CJ Stroud's going to stink. I just think he's, I I think Bryce Young's the guy. Uh, Yeah. The more I look at him and and watching film, dude, his, his arm strength for 5'10 is ridiculous. He's got arm strength like Russell Wilson. Yeah. There's no, there's no issues there. Yeah. Everybody wondered, can Russell do it at the pro level being 5'10, 5'11? Russell Wilson as a cannon. Remember, Russell was a baseball player also. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson as a cannon for an arm, you know. And this kid, he has better accuracy. He has great footwork. Um, you know, he's smart, really quick at adapting to reading defenses. Um, he has everything except the height that you want. Mm-hmm. But again, if he's in the right offensive system, he could have similar success. And if they build around him properly, he could have similar success to a Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. You know, if he's in the right system and because he would be with a Frank Wright, I think he's in the best hands possible to make that transition from the college ranks to the pros. And I would just say to Houston, don't overthink this at two. Like, just take Stroud. You, you don't need to get creative here. And it, it, I, I just it, it, there seems to be a lot of smoke that they might move around a little bit. Now, you're already if you're Houston, you already have a pick at 12. Does it benefit you that much from moving down? No. I mean, you believe in Davis Mills that much? No. But like I said, I have my reservations about Ohio State quarterbacks. I do. I yeah. just do. I you know, it. history History has shown. And you heard me just read off a whole litany of names. And there are a bunch of names I didn't even read off. You did. You know, who have not panned out in the NFL, uh, in the NFL circle. Um, hopefully, C.J. Stroud. I lo- Every time I watch this kid in a college game, I'm like, wow, his arm strength, his ability to take off and run. His toughness to shed uh, tacklers, yeah. uh, not afraid of contact, um, can can zip it over the middle, can throw the accurate deep ball, 
and he's had some amazing pass catchers over the last couple of years as well. When you think about the wealth of talent from the Garrett Wilsons and all these guys that they've had there. Oh, no doubt. You know? I mean, they've been loaded. If they, they've oh, Marvin Harris. I mean, it, we go on and on. But Daz, okay, Daz, it, it's a fair point. You know, I'd have a hard time drafting tiny QBs personally. Look at Tua yep. uh, and Murray. Okay, so so two things on that. And, and again, I think it's a very fair point. Tua's have been concussions, which frankly could happen to you if you're 6'4", or could happen to you if you're Tua size. He, he's yep. unfortunately just had some really bad luck as far as that goes. I'm talking yep. about at the pro level. But also add this. When he was healthy, he turned he turned my, my thought because I kept telling you I, I'm a t I was Teddy Bridgewater over him. Right. And I tell you what, he got hot and man, they were rolling, man. Were. He was dude, he was making all the throws. Yeah. And all of a sudden the concussion slowed him down. Yeah. McDaniel catered that thing right to his skill set. Yes. Smart, very smartly. Um and then and then the other the other example that he cites, like I get that Kyler Murray blew out his knee. Kyler Murray for all of his other faults, which I, I don't think he's a good leader or anything, you got to put clauses in to do your homework. I worry about that guy to begin with. He get got hurt because he runs a ton. Bryce Young's not a runner. He'll buy time. Yeah. He'll, he'll, time he'll, yeah. you know, he'll pick up a first down if he has to. He'll do like that. Drew Brees. Yep. Yeah, he's a thrower. He is yep. not a runner. And I think there's less. Anybody can get hurt, but there's less chance that, that he's going to have something like that. And I just think yes. Kyler Murray's not a good player, but that's, that's a whole different story. And it was a non-contact injury, as Dank points out. So – I get it. I understand. I don't think it's crazy. Like, in other words, if, if word would come out, the Carolina grabbed Stroud, and the reasoning was off the record. We just didn't think that Bryce Young could hold up. I get it. If that's the what they were the route they were going, right? Uh, but I think they are going Young, and I would do the same thing. I think he's the best quarterback of the lot. I have to agree with you. You know, every every time I every time I turn on a draft show or something, and all these guys who do all this homework. You know, he starts, you know, spilling all this stuff about him. I'm sitting there going, okay, all right. You know, you guys look at this a lot more closely than a lot of us do. Um, and, and I want to see it now. Now, will he hit the ground running and have to start right away? And they, I don't know. I mean, look at the quarterback situation in Carolina. How much time do you let him sit before you make the, the transition to him? Does he start right away, depending, depending on how quickly he can adapt to the pro game level? I mean, yeah. You're not going to play him much in a preseason. You're not going to risk him getting hurt against guys out there scrapping to make teams mm -hmm. and put him in harm's way. So you're not really going to see what he's capable of doing or where he needs to go until the season starts. Yeah, and that's a big question mark for Frank Reich in that organization. But like I said, you know, with Frank Reich at the helm of grooming him and leading him, I think he's in really good hands. If that's the case. Yeah, and look, I, I think there's cases to be made on both sides of do you throw play the guy right away. You know, the, the, there's one thought, one school of thought is there's nothing like game action to get you ready, right? And and then there's another school of thought that says, look, you don't rush these guys into this thing, especially if you don't feel like he's ready. Now, no, no. Th that's why having Andy Dalton, you know, kind of standing by there if you need him for the first six, yeah. six seven games is yep. fine. And he's fine. Like, you, you could do a lot worse than Andy Dalton as far as that guy to to kind of get you by for a little bit. But if you determine if you if he just stands out to you so much right away that you say we're not we're, there's no point of having this guy on the bench, it also makes sense. Either way works. See, there were a lot of people that thought this kid from Ole Miss, Matt Matt Coral, was going to be yeah. the next quarterback at Carolina. He got hurt. Yep. You know, um, Andy Dalton is a good buffer. You know, Andy Dalton has been around the block a few times. Thirty five years old, played a lot of football, been in the league twelve years. He can hold it down. When you consider what they have, I mean, 
you got Chuba Hubbard, you got Miles Sanders, you got DJ Chark, you went out and got him. Uh, you got CJ Saunders, uh, LaVisca Chenault. You, you got some decent, you got Adam Thielen now. Yeah. You got some decent pass catchers yeah, on that weapons. team. Yeah, for sure. You know, the defense was not that bad. You got some talent on defense. So you've got somebody to hold down the fort. You know, and not only that, but they got, you know, Jacob Eason, you know, the, the quarterback as well. So they have three quarterbacks that can hold it down until this kid's ready. Yeah. But see, in, in an Andy Dalton, he's been in the game long enough to understand that this could be his last hurrah. And he understands he's not there to make waves. You know, an Andy Dalton, if you look at him historically, he's not a quarterback that publicly makes waves about his positioning. He just does what he's asked to do until further notice. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy you want. When you take a quarterback number one overall, Andy Dalton has made his money. He realizes, okay, I'm just holding it down until this guy's ready to go. And he's good with that. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is going to be, what do you do with the Matt Coral? Yeah. You know, uh, he could be a draft night move. Yeah. That would surprise me. Yeah, what you do know? you do with him? Yeah, he's really just sort of like – nobody even talks about him anymore. It's crazy. Um, and he – look, he showed a lot of flashes. Yes. Showed a lot yeah. of flashes in draft night or uh, last year, excuse me, as a senior, uh, it's last year at Ole Miss with, with under uh, Lane Kiffin. Showed a lot of promise, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's sneak one in here, Derek. Let's sneak one in. Barrett's going to be joining us right around one o'clock, by the way, folks. Uh, so we're looking forward to, to hanging out with the B man. So we will talk to Barrett right around there. We'll mix in some Sixers in the meantime. For our Eagles talk, we're going to get a little bit more. My lot of restructured. Um, we'll look mm-hmm. at the Kurtz cap numbers again and how that impacts things going forward. We'll look at the linebacker and safety position. Do they need to add a running back? What would you give up ultimately for Buda Baker? And uh, Todd McShay had an interesting thing to say on the Dan Patrick show regarding Bijan Robinson. I'll let you know what that was okay. as well. All right. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, they are in the family now. They have joined the Jacob YouTube channel and Sports Take as well. And I, I'm thrilled because I've been going there since I was a kid and I continue to go there each and every week. They are family owned since 1985. Alex and his crew, phenomenal. They're open seven days a week. Uh, all the food is made fresh daily. None of that sitting under a heat lamp stuff. They offer 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I personally get the upside down. As I tell you guys, I get the uh, the half pep sometimes. But uh, the beauty is you name it and they will make it. That's right. You call up and you get a specialized pizza made your way. They don't just do pizza also, by the way. They do fresh pasta. They do sandwiches. They do wraps. They do wings. They do salads. And the other thing is Bravo Pizza of Havertown is fully committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. They're looking out for their people, for their constituents. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram or Facebook for daily specials and promotions at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. Give them a call, 610-446-3810. That's 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. with you guys hanging out we are sports week jake sports youtube network derek and rob barrett gonna be joining us shortly on this i didn't even give you a hump day i didn't even give you one of those uh so you're welcome that that sounds like somebody grabbed you in the wrong place bro (laughs) it sounded like the doctor yeah (laughs) cough (laughs) yeah cough (laughs) (laughs) yeah man (laughs) i need i need help man or some kind of horn, some bad horn or something, you know, one of those like Viking horns. <laughs> that tr- that's the other thing. That's the other thing about the Viking. You'll, you'll, this is right in your wheelhouse here with, uh, with your brother Marvin and, and the team that he roots for. They pipe in that fake noise in that dome, or else they did, you know, back in the day. I don't know if they still do it or not. There's no way that, that, that horn sound is that loud and that real and all the other stuff. No, there, they- it, there's a microphone attached to it. So, you, yeah. you know, it projects all across. No. It well, it does sound pretty cool. You start a game, you get a special guest. I mean, it's different. It's fake. It's fake, but it's different. You know, I'm watching. Uh, you know, you talk about like gimmicks and stuff like that. But um, I saw something Sacramento Kings who are, who are really impressive the way they've been playing lately. But they showed some highlights. I forgot which player it was when he hit a big shot, and they have something called the beam that automatically lights up. You know, the, a beam lights up on. A, the backboard yeah. okay they play when big shots are hitting i'm like hey that's pretty cool that's different 
Yeah, that is different. You know? I'll tell you what I saw the other night. I was watching, was flipping around to the MLB network and there was a Dodger game on. And when a Dodger player hits a, I haven't noticed this in other ballparks and maybe I'm just not conscious of yeah. it. When a Dodger player hits a home run, they dip the lights a little bit and they do this sort of like, you know, panorama kind of thing going on. I don't know, whatever it is. But, oh, they're playing the Mets. The The ball hadn't even reached the seats and they dipped the lights. And the Mets announcers were right. The Mets announcers were saying, what if what if a Met player tried to go up and rob that guy of a home run? Yes. You hit the yes. lights before it even got out. And, and I think yes. it was uh, Ron Darling. Ron Darling's like, that's going to be a problem this year. You know, mark it down. That guy is is quick on the trigger. Dude, the one and the one thing I, I, I've been to Chavez Ravine a number of times. The one thing I like about dude, it's it's like the first time you're like, whoa. You know how you walk into a stadium and you walk down steps to get to the lower level to sit. Yeah, this yeah. is like climbing down a mountain to go to get to the lower level. It's a steep climb, and if you miss you miss step one time, you're gonna take a long tumble down. And it sets Chavez Ravine a hole basically, and because of the smog problem, a lot of times your eyes are watering and stuff like that. With the, with the allergies and the smog in that area. Same thing yeah. with the, uh, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. That right. sits down in a hole. Kind of, you know, it's, it's a great ambient. When you walk in, you know, if you're like me and you, we like history. Yes. You know, and when you walk in, in, in Dodger Stadium, it's like there's so many great memories you can think of that pertain. Fernando Valenzuela, so on and so oh, forth. God. Big moment. Yeah. Plays. And it, but it's like, man. I would not want to want to. I would not want to come here on a regular basis if I was a season ticket holder. We had great seats. I would not like to, you got to climb up and climb down, dude. You better shape. To make <laughs> you know, it's climb. like that. It's a lot steeper than most. Yeah. Fenway and Wrigley are awesome to visit, but I think every yes. day there'd be some challenges there because the, the parks are so old. As much as they've updated them, you know that that's the tough part. But it is cool. You're right. Just visiting those places. Is awesome, man. It's awesome. Uh, Jason's going actually. He's going to the Phillies Dodger series in May out there. Nice. That's cool. Nice. That's cool. You'll enjoy have it. Have a man. good time. It's a great area. And, and by the way, weather, but... Eric, you know this fun fact. That is the same neighborhood Andy Reed Andy Reed grew up in. Right there. Absolutely. He he grew up in West Hollywood. Uh went out to his house years ago when he was being inducted into his uh high school hall of fame. Went out and saw his old house, stood outside his old house, talked to the lady neighbor across the street who had a pool where Annie Reed would go to swim and stuff, and she would babysit him. Talked to a lot of his high school teammates. Uh, West Hollywood's a great area, man. Nice, older, quaint, very, very well-kept, well-manicured neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sits kind of up to overlooks down into a lower-lying L.A. areas. Um, Not bad. Not bad at all. It was a lot of fun. We were walking up and down the streets with Andy. He was telling us about his old uh, hangouts and stuff like that. It was a good time. The only problem yeah. was it was like me and like 10 other reporters, like six or seven writers. Oh, and, really? You know, yeah. yeah man. So, so I had my one-on-one time with him to do what I needed to do, but it was always in increments, you know, because you had writers waiting to talk to him and so on. It's, it's like, man, I don't want to share this day, but, you know, you, know we, we, you do what you have to do. So Yeah. And he actually went to the same high school where they filmed Grease. I think it was John Marshall High School, yeah. I think. It's John it Marshall, yeah. See, yeah. Dad says, I hear Skid Row is beautiful this time of year. <laughs> That's the one thing about L.A. Dude, they have a whole set town. I forgot what they called it. Yeah. Um, there's nothing homeless people, tents and everything set up. Yeah. How does the city allow this? It's California. California. It's like a whole neighborhood, dude. 
Yeah, it's bad everywhere. Philadelphia has it for sure. But the the homeless, the, the number, the sheer number of homeless in California, both southern and northern, like San Francisco area, is crazy. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you see all the tents. You see it all lined up along the highway. Like we stayed, well, we went a couple of years ago, a couple of summers ago, and we stayed in in Santa Monica, and then, and then we went out to like Hermosa Beach, and then and then over to San Diego okay. area. But it, there was a ton in in Santa Monica area. There was a ton yeah. in in like downtown LA. Uh, you know, it's sad. It, it is, but it, but California has become the ultimate have and have not state. It really is. There's yes. very little middle class yes. at all. Absolutely. And yet so many people own homes and you're wondering, how can you afford to live here? The cost yeah. of gasoline for your car is ridiculous. It's the highest in the country. Taxes are some of the in the country. Yeah. And obviously, if people who have had houses, most of them have had these houses for decades before the prices really went through the roof. You know, I'll never forget reading the article in, in Enquirer about home prices in San Francisco. Yeah. Like a little over a thousand square foot house starts at like eight hundred thousand. I'm like, how do you afford this? I don't know. How's that possible? Yeah, it's why a lot of people and, and, leave. They go to they go to Arizona. They go, yeah. you know, you know, uh, what like Portland area, whatever. Uh, they get out of there because the cost of living's not nearly as bad. It's a shame. Or or they move more than an hour outside of San Francisco to get better pricing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and commute into the city. The, the inconvenience is. If you have a job in San Francisco and you live more than an hour away, that's a pain in the butt. Oh, you're stuck Living in your car. You don't have right? to deal with snow. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least you don't have to deal with snow and stuff like that. But still, you know, they get a lot of they get a lot of um, uh, abrupt wildfires in that area. Now a lot of flooding, flooding because of the vegetation has been scorched. Yep. Um, the, the increase flash flooding in that area has been ridiculous. So those are some things you have to you know na- navigate out there, but. I just every time I go out there, and I'm going out. Well, I'm going out to Southern California in May, but dude, every time I go out there, I'm like, how? Yeah. How do you people do it? I don't know. It's a great. It's beautiful. It's great to visit. It, but you really yes. better either be making like really serious coin, or I, I don't know what. I mean, it's, it's a, it's tough. It's tough. Um. All right. So let let let's let's hit a little uh before Barrett's going to be hopping on at one. So we'll 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 dig a little bit more into the Eagles then, but. Let's talk about this game three tomorrow night, Derek and Brooklyn with the Sixers. Um, look, here's what needs to happen. I think we're I think we're all on the same page that if you get the same kind of effort you got in game two, you're in big trouble in game three, and you're especially going to be in trouble against Boston or or Milwaukee. Yeah, if Milwaukee can get by Miami, you know, on the status of Giannis. I mean, the Bucks play tonight. If Giannis ain't playing, they can be an O two hole going back to Miami for the next two. Miami is to me. Miami is the scrappiest team in the playoffs. They're not the most talented, but they don't quit. I mean, they're like those Jason and Freddy Krueger movies. Just when you think you have them, they resurface. They don't quit, you know, and they got some guys that can shoot. Now, losing Tyler Hero is a big loss for them in terms of their perimeter game. They get up and down the free outlet pass. They don't quit. Milwaukee better be on their P's and Q's tonight, or it could be an embarrassing first-round um, ouster for the Bucks. Yeah, and Jan, that's a that's a really difficult injury that Giannis is dealing with. It, yeah. it really is. That's going to be tough. And he's what is he doubtful for tonight? That's the last I saw. Who knows? I mean, he's a tough dude. But what you know, we'll see if he's able to go. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I, I don't expect Harden to come out and be as bad as he was in the last game. I don't. I don't see that happening. I think he'll play better. But you can't have the ups and downs. 
as you advance here. He's got to be no. more level. He's got to be around 20 points, 10 assists, you know, and, and just not that schizophrenic kind of performance that you got. I applaud the series that Tobias has had so far, but I'm not counting on him to be that guy every night because his game for the last couple of seasons has shown. He shows up sometimes, he disappears at other times. He's been he's been a quality on the money player the first two games, but I can't count on him for the duration of a series. I need James Harden to be that guy that gives me 20, at least 20 points and at least 11, 12 assists. I, I got to have plain and simple. You know, Tyrese can pick up the slack, but I need James Harden to be James Harden in the playoffs, man. You told us you were healthy, healthy as you've been. It sure didn't look like it that last game. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. He didn't look so good. You got to bounce and back tonight, tomorrow like big time. Because what happens is if he's off and he's not helping Embiid, and I, Matt, granted, Maxi was great, but if he's not helping Embiid, they're going to throw, like they already are, doubles, triples, the kitchen sink in yep. Embiid and say, anybody else beat yep. us, go right ahead. You know, and if you're only getting Maxi, and, and Tobias has been good, I, I give him credit. I thought, I thought he played actually well in the first two games, uh, but especially the other night getting five offensive rebounds. That's just pure hustle. Those two have been great, but they also do need more from the bench. They got 15 out of the bench the other night. That's not enough. You got to get more. No, and neither of those no, were melting. No, no. You, you can't. Plus, uh, MB committed eight turnovers himself. Yeah, you know, and B and Harden game. combined at you 13. Know. Jeez. Yeah, now, that's that, that's a recipe for allowing this team, this Brooklyn team, this inferior Brooklyn team to, to, to think that they can hang with you. All it takes is one because if they win tomorrow night, now they're saying we're only down one game and we got another game at home. That's all they have. That's all they have to say. Look, it finally worked. We finally found the equation where we can stymie this team enough to where we can compete with. And that's the last thing you want with this Brooklyn team. I see, you know, we said it at the outset of the series, finish this team off, press your people up and sit back and wait for, for, for Boston or Milwaukee to go through what they have to go through to get to that next level. I think Boston is going to be a real quick series. Um, I don't want the I don't want the Celtics to be fresher than than the Sixers going into that head to head confrontation. I don't. I think I don't Boston either. is going to sweep this team. Yeah, it feels that way. I you know even last night was not. It was a little more competitive, but it wasn't really yes. competitive. Atlanta just doesn't have enough. Um, no, I, I'd be I frankly I, yeah I guess I view it the same way I view the Sixer series. I think Atlanta may get Game Three. But I don't think they get any more than that. Uh, and I, I'm right now. I'm just hoping it's not a sweep. <laughs> it's really, that's really exactly. Yeah, in that one, um, Cavaliers uh, bounced back nicely last night to to knock that series up at one um, with the Knicks. They, to their credit, it was about a twenty point game. It felt like almost all night in that one. Uh, yeah. New York couldn't do a whole lot in that game, so they bounced back. No surprise there. Uh, Draymond Green is suspended is suspended, Derek. He will miss game three for that stop on Sabonis um, between the uh, the Kings and the and the Warriors, which has been a fun series to watch so far, uh, for sure. But that's uh, that, there's a lot of controversy around that one. I just think, if he, like I said yesterday, he's a guy you want on your team. You hate him if he's not. But he also doesn't know where the line is anymore. Like, he, he's, he missed a playoff game. I'm trying to remember what year it was. It was a 2016 he's missed playoff games like you you can't hurt your team that way you you were lost for the rest of a tight game and when you got booted and now you're going to miss the next one too when your team's down 0-2 it's dumb say what you want to say about Draymond as a person 
they need him. They need him to do the dirty things to be successful. He does all the little dirty things. He gets under players' skins. He gets the tough rebounds. He's finding the open man for the three-point shot. You know, they need him in there. You you got You've been in the league long enough. You got to know better when to pull in the reins and when to let go, dude. You're hurting your team. You're not helping your team. The defending champs, as you said, are down 0-2 now. And Sacramento has no fear. They now know they can beat you. And now they're going to go into your place, which has been difficult for a lot of teams, but feeling really good about where they are. They feel they match up well against you. They're quicker than you are, and they can shoot with you. And if you don't have one of your key pieces to kind of diffuse some of that mess, man, that's that's a bad omen. You know, and that's why, you know, you said it the other day when we were talking about it. You know, a lot of his teammates, when he walked up the floor, they, they weren't high-fiving him. They were just looking at him like, yeah. here he goes again, mm-hmm. you know, you know. That's demoralizing, dude. You, you're smarter than that, dude. Um, who picks up the slack for them? That's a huge question now. Nobody provides that defensive rebounding point forward presence that he brings to the table. It just makes no, Seth's, no. Or Steph's life that much harder, uh, Clay Thompson's life that much harder, Jordan Poole that much harder. Your bigger guys have really got to step up for you now uh, yep. in that one. It's, you know – you're feeling good if you're Sacramento and you like where you're at. You're you're up 0-2, you're up 2-0 and he's out of that game. That's a big one, Derek. Another huge one tonight is the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Grizzlies got to get this one and they're still not sure if Jaws going to be able to play. Lakers are real dangerous. They're really dangerous. All of a sudden they found, they, they found, they found that a they've needed. Um, I, I didn't honestly believe they could go in there and take two games from Memphis on Memphis's home floor, but Again, Memphis to me plays too much playground ball, too much individual ball, you know, and it costs them, you know. Uh, and you got a veteran savvy team like the Lakers with with Anthony Davis and LeBron there. You know, they don't buckle under pressure; they're just steady Eddie, you know. And all of a sudden, they chip away, they chip away. Next thing you know, you're trailing them instead of, instead of leading them. And if Memphis, I think if Memphis loses this game, they lose the series, to be honest. Oh, yeah. To be honest with you. Even if they go back to Angeles and get one of two from the Lakers there, I think they lose this series if they go down, go back to LA 0-2. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, you, you. You go back there down 0-2, you're done. You're done uh, in that. There's no question about that. R- really entertaining one again late last night. Uh, people were able to stay up and watch it, but the Suns and the Clippers and the uh, the Clippers behind Devin Booker and, and, and Durant. The Suns behind Devin Booker and Durant were able to even that thing at one. That's a that's a coin toss kind of series because Kawhi's been just ridiculous too. Dude, and he's guarding Durant. Um, yep. But dude, when you talk about back and between Devin Booker, Chris Paul hitting that hitting that shot in the paint, nobody can stop him hitting that jumper, that floater mm-hmm. in the paint that he's he's perfected. You know, with him and Durant and, and, and Booker and, and Kawhi on the other side, and 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 the Clippers without Paul George still. And Kawhi, you're right. Kawhi is out of his mind right now. Uh, that that was a fun game. But did you stay up and get to watch the whole game? Because usually you're face up looking at the ceiling by that time of night. <laughs> I did actually. I you did. stayed up and watched it. I did. Uh, yes, the schedule's a little screwy for me right now. But yes, I got through it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm all, I I'm, I got radio tonight till eleven, so I'll go home and, and catch the late game too uh, tonight also. So yeah, you know, I, I've been up. up. I'm just, that's my second win. That time of night, I'm just Oh, that's your wheelhouse. Out. Yeah, I, I I know. Yeah, that's, please, man. That's when, that's when you're rare to go, man. That's like you, you're like uh, somebody who just had a cup of coffee at that time of night. You're, you're ready to rock and roll, but that no, was fun. Anytime, if I go to bed before three, my, my wife wakes up 
What time is it? She'll ask me, what time is it? I'll say 2.45, And then she go to sleep, right? And no, no, she'll say, why are you coming to bed so early? <laughs> <laughs> wow, she gives like, you that know. early. Oh, oh yeah. Why, why are you coming to bed so early? I, like I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I finished my notes. I'm down there for four hours doing notes, getting ready for the show today. I don't know. I just am, you know. I it's unusual you. I for her. You. Yeah, so. Um, all right. Let, so uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll start our Eagles discussion. And we're going to get into, a, like I said, a number of different things. Uh, among them, uh, we'll talk about the, the, the safety in the linebacker position. Could a safety help be coming in, in Buda Baker? And what's it going to take to get him? Uh, us, Brian Branch visited the Eagles. We know that much. I like that. I'll tell you what Todd McShay thought. Um, you know, the running back spot, are they done? You know, we keep assuming there's mm-hmm. something else coming. Are they done at running back? We'll get into that also. And my lotta, I know Paris Johnson, we, you know, we've discussed too. And that's a guy that you like. I know that I know Barrett likes him too. So we'll talk about him as well. We'll get into all those kind of things, uh, when we return. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob Barrett joining us momentarily. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with those finances can be a challenge, right? I'm right there at the front of the line. But I can tell you from personal experience that somebody I trust inherently with my finances, with my hard-earned uh, you know, savings is Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, if you're going through your insurance, you know, you're not really sure that this is the best route for you. That's something else that he can help you with. I personally have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Look who it is. Look at the cat drug in. Yes, that is Barrett Brooks. He's back. What's up, Big B? How we I'm doing? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Good to see it's you. A good, it's a good thing you showed up, Brooks. Because Rob, Rob was tired of talking to me. <laughs> oh, God. I thought, I thought Rob was going off the rails. <laughs> no, he was. He, well, he, that's got, a given. he got tired of talking to me. He goes, please get Barrett on him. I'm sick of this I, dude. I did. I, did. I, I put the bat signal out and he answered, man. Yeah, it was, it was, I even forgot to do a hump day right off the top. I need You threw me uh, off not oh, having you. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you, my friend. Every, every, we all good? You ready to rock and roll? Let's rock, man. Let's rock, right. man. Let's no, talk no. Eagles, man, right in your wheelhouse. So I want to bring this back up again, all right? So we talked about Buda Baker a little bit uh, the last couple of days. He wants out. He's made it clear he wants out. So he's got two years left on his deal, guys. Um, and the cap hit numbers are pretty daunting. This It feels to me like this would have to be some kind of, you know, restructure where you, you know, go like signing bonus with them or whatever, because I don't think the Eagles are going to pay that kind of money. Just my guess uh, for that position. But his cap hits are 16.8 this year, 17.9 next year for the safety position. That is the troubling part. Here's the good part. It looks like you're going to be able to get him for, you know, a two or a three. It's definitely not going to take your 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 ten or your thirty from what we're hearing. So, what do you guys think? Well, we lose. Um, I'd give up a two for him. I'd give him a two. I, I'd give up a two. If I'm now, not was that bad? Would you do a two? Would you do a two for him, B? I would do a two for him. We're talking a game changer, you know. Um, we thought we had some success. Barrett, hang on, man. Uh, Tone, let, let's pull Barrett down for a minute. Let's get him straight now. We're got Barrett. If you can hear me, we're having a little technical issue with your with you. So uh, why don't you just try and get up uh, up and running? But Derek, I'll pose that to you first while we get Barrett straightened out. Technically, you you giving up your second in this um, scenario for 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 a player like that? I would. Um, he he's a risk taker. You can move him around. He's kind of like a Malcolm Jenkins, like a faster version of Malcolm Jenkins. You can move him down in the box. You can move him out. You can move him in many different places. You can blitz him. Um, you're not, it's not a player you're drafting wondering if he can make the transition. He's already an accomplished player. His ticket price is a little bit high. Would Howie consider restructuring it to make it more cap friendly? I wouldn't put that past Howie one bit. Uh-huh. Um, but he would make that back end of that defense that much more complete. You know, you have Edmonds on one side, him on the other, and the two corners you have there in Slate and, and Bradbury, 
that's not a bad secondary, dude, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and knowing Howie, I guarantee you, he's already looked into it and seeing how the numbers fit, especially when you consider how they've structured structured Jalen Hurts' um, contract. They have like, like $18.5 in cap space right now. He can he probably went higher since they restructured Mylotta. Um He's definitely a player how he would consider bringing seriously consider bringing it in. So if it happens, I would not be surprised one bit. Yeah, I I, I think that the only oh we got Barrett back. Cool, Barrett. So I, I'll throw it at you. I, I pose the question: Would you give up your two? Uh, do you think that what he's making is a little too rich for their blood? Where Where do you fall on the Buda Baker thing? You know what? We've had the most success when we've had a a a. a a good safety behind us on our defense. Meaning, look, look what we had with, with, with Malcolm Jenkins, mm-hmm. CJGJ. Yeah. It seems that's the direction that a defense can rely on when you don't have uh, necessarily great linebacker play. Mm-hmm. At least two two points in the middle of your defense is short up. You know the defensive line will be short up and the tail end will be short up with safeties. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if you have those two positions, then you can go out there and be cheaper linebacker. But you can't be cheap at two positions in the middle of your defense. You can be the cheaper um, at safety and, and and pay a linebacker or pay a linebacker, I mean, uh, or pay a safety and be cheap at linebacker. You know, mm-hmm. you can't have both. Mm-hmm. And we've had some success when we've had a really good secondary as far as the safety position. What does Buda Baker bring to our defense? What he lacks in covered skills, he makes up for in knowledge of the game, understanding where he belongs in the defense. And the biggest thing is is just his playmaking ability. He doesn't get a lot of interceptions, but he makes a lot of plays in the run game, blitzing him, doing the intangibles, you know, raising a ruckus in the defense, which leads to turnovers everywhere else. So Budabaker understands what he is as a player. They can work within that, and he could be great for this defense. Are they going to be elite with him? I don't think they'll be elite, but they'll be really, really good with him, really good yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I just, I look at what they have right now. I think it's a little risky to go into the season with that right now. You feel like, you know, Terrell Edmonds is solid. He's fine. And, and Reed, we're just not sure. It doesn't mean they can't be good, but there's, you know, it's a little questionable right now. That's for sure. And you talk about adding a guy who's, who's a real impact. That's yeah. an impact player on that side of the ball. Well, they'll have to restructure him just like they restructured uh, my lot of, they'll have to restructure his deal. They'll give him more up front. So they can have him uh, in a position where he's able to go out there and and, and be aggressive, uh, you know, and, and giving him a sign of bonus to make his deal more under the cap and cap friendly. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And it, you know, we'll see. And, and they're they're obviously a team that I don't think wants to pay that much, but we'll see if they are uh, willing to kind of work. He he'd be willing to work with them because I he he was on with Kay Adams. She has the Up and Adams uh, podcast. And Buddha was talking about the kind of coaches he would like to play for. And he cited Nick Sirianni. This was like around the Super Bowl time. So this is a while ago. Yeah. And he cited Sirianni. So, uh, and he's, he's been very open about praising Jalen hurts. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, he, maybe he's laying the groundwork there. Maybe he knows something we haven't heard. So they restructured Jordan by guys. And there's not really much of an impact on this season. Um, but if you look at, 24 and 25 seasons, he's only going to cost 7.6 and 7.7, right? That I mean, that's crazy. Nothing, nothing. 
How does he do this, man? How I don't does know. I keep doing this stuff, dude. I don't know. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that it, is absolutely it, amazing that he's able to. I mean, you look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is costing this team twenty million dollars, thirty million dollars. Come on, man! You're getting a player that's not going to make you at, at, at the most. He's going to have you average quarterback play, not dynamic play. Average quarterback play. Mm-hmm. You look at what Jalen Hurst brings. He brings dynamic play to the offense, and yet his cap number is half of what um, Daniel Jones's cap number is. I mean, their their GM should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Ashamed yeah. of himself that he couldn't work that deal underneath the cap better. You might have been able to pay Saquon and him if he was able to work the magic that you know that Howie's done. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, ridiculous. And and I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he applies. You know how, how he applies. Um, I think he believes more in the upfront money given guys, yeah. knowing that they're going to prepare, knowing they're going to be um, able to play at a high level knowing that these guys are all-star type of players. He doesn't mind giving them money up front. You know what that also is a tribute to? It's a tribute to, to Jeffrey Lurie because you have to put that money in escrow uh, and be willing to pay it out like that where you're not you're not on any kind of payment plan. It's just like, boom, you know, here's here's 110 at signing. So, you know, you, you got to work some patico with your owner. Your owner's got to be willing did to you hear, did, did you hear what you just said? When you sign your contract as an NFL player, when you sign your contract, you get the money that you signed for 10 days later. At the NFL, it makes it mandated that you have to pay that player the, the, the sign-up bonus he gets after he signs the contract 10 days later. Mm-hmm. So a couple days from now, Jalen Hurts is going to have $110 million in his bank account. Oh, oh, God bless him. God bless him. Ooh. I know. I know. <laughs> that's that's a that's a lot of money to help the D-Gun move to California. Yeah, Foundation. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, we didn't get your reaction, Barrett. So the cap numbers that came out yesterday, uh, Jalen's going to cost them 6.51 or 6.15, excuse me, uh, on in 23, 13.56 in 24, 21.77 in 25, and 31.77 with this monster contract where he's making basically 50-ish per year. Uh, it's just pure wizardry, man. Like how he's out there with a wand in a, in a, in a hat, just, just performing. How do you do it? How does he do that, man? I mean, cause it's, it's, it's crazy that he has cap room and, and, and it's our fault. I know what we were thinking, you know, how is, how are they going to be able to pay Jalen and sign everybody to this team? We were thinking, you know, when the scene was over with, they'll never be able to get this team in a position where they can compete because they got to pay their quarterback. But yet for the next two years, he'll be able to bring in free agents and compete at a high level because he's manipulated these caps well enough that he can, he can, uh, you know, have these guys under contract. Like he really could bring in a Buda Baker and pay his rookies. Mm-hmm. Yep. He could actually do that. No, now Brooks, for the next four years, the, the next four years, he'll be able to have a lot of cap room, the way he structured oh, this goodness. thing. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I mean, he signed, look who all he signed to deals. Bradbury. Slay, Lane, Malata, Kelsey, Edmonds, uh, Edmonds. Uh, I mean, Penny. I mean, we're talking about I mean, just those guys alone are going to help the team play at a high level. And Jalen, come on, man. How is this happening? I don't know. 
Yeah, look, it, it feels like he just runs circles around other GMs, you know, as far as the, the capology part of it goes. It, it's there, are, there isn't anybody else doing it at this level. And Except that's Veach. Yeah, v, Veach, true. Yeah, and, and by the way, yeah. they both come from the same tree. Yep. Yes. yes. It's not a coincidence. You know, they, they learned at the foot of, of the Joe Banner master uh, of, of how to manipulate a cap. That's for sure. So <laughs> let, let's let, go ahead, Bear. Yeah. That's ridiculous that uh, Joe Banner, you know, talk to this dude and didn't even really want to hire this guy. I mean, oh, that story is nuts. He was, he was writing letters to the Eagles and the Jets daily, every team. Yeah. And finally, oh. Mike Tannenbaum w- reached out to – he and Howie were talking – or he and Joe Banner were talking. And Mike Tannenbaum's like, are you getting letters from this same guy? I get a letter every day from this guy. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and Banner was like, yeah, I get him too. Uh, you know, I just don't have anything right now. He seems really persistent. So then – Tannenbaum brings him in for an interview, liked him, but he didn't have an opening right then. Batter talks to him too, eventually breaks down and, and finally talks to him face to face, loves him. Same situation. He's like, I just don't have anything this right this second. Somebody left the Eagles front office and opened a door for Howie, and that's how he got in. He was he was a law school grad. He went to Fordham undergrad and he got his law degree from Florida. I uh, know he went to Florida undergrad and got his law degree from Fordham. Okay. Obviously, very bright guy. But, but that's how it all started. He just literally was writing handwritten letters every day to that's every like NFL Fletcher team. Cox also. Yeah. He signed Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. I mean, BG. The list goes on and on on how he's able to do it. I mean, guys should be taking notes. He should he should have a class in which he teaches these GMs how to manipulate the cap like he does, man. Yeah. I mean, he must sit up late at night finding, finding ways to figure out how to manipulate the cap, put himself in a position that is, you know, the, the Eagles will be able to, you know, to, to sign players like that. Because at this point, most teams are looking to the draft from this point on. Whether they sign that quarterback, the draft is how you, how you, you know, replenish the ranks on other teams. How he is able to manipulate the cap so well that he can still go out and get high price fee for age and put them underneath that, that cap, man. That's crazy. He can do that, but they are going to have to start making these drafts. They, they have a luxury right now. The guys can sit behind really good players and learn from them. You know, like, you know, uh, Nicobe Dean sat back and learned uh, Jordan Davis sat back and learned Jordan Malata for two years, sat back and learned from the best tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. They were able to learn from guys. You know, I mean, at this point, I mean, look how much teaching um, that, that, that Cam Jurgens is getting right now from the best center in football, <laughs> that they don't have to play these guys right now. Even Avante Mattis was able to sit back and, and, and learn from guys. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know some of the guys they didn't want to learn from, but um, – they have that luxury that their guys are starting to learn from each other. And, 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 and all the stuff that we praise um, Jason Kelsey for Cam Jurgens is going to do, and he's going to see it. He saw it firsthand. So it's going to be easy for him to manipulate and add it to his game because he's learning from the best center in the league. Yeah. You know, that's how Lane became as good as he got. Jordan Lallotta became as good as he got. Landon Dickerson learned from guys that were amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's crazy, crazy how good these guys are going to be. Well, yeah. you know, Lane Lane has, has told us time and time again how much he leaned on Jason Peters yep. to learn the little tricks uh, of getting advantage of these 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 various edge rushers that he would face week in and week out. I mean, you, you look at a lot of these offensive linemen who have come through here, 
And, and Jason Peters was a wealth of information for these guys and giving them firsthand uh, tutelage on practice fields, especially in training camps, in terms of how to, to get an advantage. You know, Jason Peters was the best of the best for a long time. And he passed that lineage down to the likes of Elaine Johnson, who's now doing it for other young players, man. That's one thing about this Eagles team. When they get the right players, man, it's it's like it's almost like a relay race. They don't just keep this information. They're not running the race by themselves. They're they're secure in their own in their own in their own self to where they go out of their way to share information because they want the product to be that much better. Absolutely. It's never about them. It's always about the collective group, and and that's a rarity. Oh yeah, that's a that's a rare trait. No, no, no question. There is no question about that. All right, let me hit you guys with a couple other things. So Paris Johnson, the, the, the Paris Johnson talk is heating up at 10. Uh, we've talked about Skaronsky a good amount. I know both of you guys have mentioned Paris Johnson, but just to sort of circle back, where are you? Where are you in terms of how much you like this guy? And do you think that that would be a warranted pick at 10, the big tackle out of Ohio State? Paris Johnson is the number one um, offensive lineman for real. I know everybody's talking about uh, Pete um, Skaronsky. Skaronsky. Yeah. Everybody loves him. I know I know. Um, Ray is bullish on him. But I just see more of an upswing, more of an upside to Paris Johnson Jr. and his ability to be a guy to come in and plug and play now. He's played guard, guard before. He's, he's, he's played tackle before. He can, he can be that swing tackle if you need him. Um, I think he's a better athlete. I think he has great fundamentals. He's fundamentally sound. Um, it's just, you know, Paris Johnson is more of an athlete than you have that Pete, uh, Peter Skoronsky. Skoronsky is a hard-nosed player. He's going to, you know, he's just going to, he's going to meet you. He's instead of, instead of, you know, you, you waiting for a guy, you waiting for a fight, Peter Skoronsky, he's going to find a fight. And that's the difference in attitudes with him. He's going to go find a fight, pick a fight. And, and, and Paris Johnson is going to finish a fight. You know, that's, that's, you know, and that's how I compare the two of them together. Okay. One guy's going to go pick a fight and start a fight. One guy's going to finish the fight. And, and, and athletically, Johnson holds a, 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 better, uh, a better upside as far as being a tackle. Skaronsi has more of an upside of being a guard. You know, like I, I put myself in, in, you know, in, in this discussion and saying, all right, if I came to – if I came left Kansas State and came to the Eagles at the position they drafted me for, and that's really to play guard, and because of uh, Bernard um, Williams. Williams, Williams couldn't stay off the, the weed, he couldn't stop smoking weed, I had to play tackle. If I came in as guard, I'd have been a much better guard. In fact, I would just say I've been a Pro Bowl guard in all actuality. Mm-hmm. I would have been a better guard than I was a tackle. I was a solid tackle, but I'd have been a better guard. because I, When I played guard later in my career, it was easier. I felt more comfortable there. I flourished there. In fact, it stretched my career three or four more years because I moved to guard and played guard better. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with Peter Skoronsky. If he goes in a tackle, he'll be a solid tackle. He could play there and lock it down for years. If he goes to guard, he will be a Pro Bowl-esque type of guard. I mean, I'm talking about might have been from, from day one. That The offensive line would instantly be getting, become better with him. You put Paris Johnson in there, he will be a good guard but he'd be a better tackle. He'd be a Pro Bowl tackle. But he could play guard and play very effectively because he's played the position before. Mm, interesting. Um, See, uh, uh, 
um, a lot of people would look at taking whether it's Skaronsky or Paris. Oh, it's a luxury pick. No, it's not because you look at look at how many times they've lost offensive linemen throughout a season. You need to have a plug and play guy in there. You know, people was people irate when they took Landon Dickerson coming off that knee injury. But once they deemed him medically sound, look at what he did when he hit the ground running. He had time to, to get ready. He he learned from some of the best of the best, and he hit yep. the ground running. He was not a liability when they put him on that left side. Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing with, with, with Paris Johnson. You know, here's a dude that can come in and play right away. Obviously, he's going to take some grooming. But you put in between Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, you know how much pressure that takes off of him? Because even if he makes a mistake, you have those two guys to pick up the slack for you. Yeah, you're not on an island. Yeah. No, you're not on an island by yourself. Right. And if he's considered the best of the best, the possibility of him making a transition sooner rather than later is enhanced. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, sense. that's why, you know, he's not the sexy, he's not the glamorous pick. He's not the sexy pick, but he is a pick of need the way this team likes to build their team from the inside out. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, let me throw this at you. Non-Eagles, we'll get it back to the birds. Uh, but Tua uh, is speaking to the Miami media. He said he discussed the idea of retiring from football after the season with his family, decided to keep playing, uh, says this is his health and his life. He thinks it's what's best for him and for his family. When asked about the replays of the concussions that he suffered, he said, quote, it wasn't tough to watch. Uh, unquote, uh, replays of the injuries last season. He wants to get better, was willing to relive the scenario with his jujitsu coach. He's taking jujitsu uh, coach mm. in order to learn from it. So <laughs> just giving you, giving you information, man. I, I don't know. I, was he going to survive kick somebody? I, I don't know. What the hell is him being a ninja going to help him from getting his ass kicked? I, it, <laughs> it, I, I'm serious. I don't know. Like, does it maybe help you land differently? I, I guess you're gonna uh, stop, drop, and roll better, man. I, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, let me stop laughing, man, because uh, I mean, last time I heard that, you know, what I'm saying, it comes from that linebacker Wilson, Eric Wilson from, yeah, from Minnesota. He came in talking about he became a vegan. He stopped eating meat. He went and began and started taking ninjutsu or taekwondo or you know Miyagi wash on, wax on, wax off. <laughs> took that, got out on the field, started getting his ass kicked. So I'm mean, like, what? What is that doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying no, no it, it's it's has nothing to do with that to me. I mean, you could use that to make you a better athlete, make you more elusive, keep you from taking those hits, you know what I'm saying? Get your tighten your 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 um your footwork up and everything. Right. But you can't change a 300 pound man slamming you to the ground and falling on top of you. No. There's nothing yeah. you can do in jujitsu or taekwondo or yoga or stretching or anything mm-hmm. you can do about that. It's just yeah. the nature of the game. Yep. Maybe you could try to fall better. But when you have, you know, the dynamics of playing in the NFL are a lot different than doing those things. Like I took, I did take uh, martial arts up when I was playing. And it helped me in positioning better, fighting and learning where my pressure points are as far as, you know, uh, give and take. You know, I can give a little bit here and I can gain an advantage there. That all helped. Yes, that 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 does help. But at the end of the day, you're doing something the body was not supposed to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. you're playing a sport, a gladiator sport that the body just it just can't it, it's not supposed it's not meant to do that. You know, the human body is barely meant to walk upright, let alone run and have guys trying to take your head off. It's mm-hmm. just the nature of it being a a, a a a a very physical sport that you're trying to um you know that you're trying to play as long as you can play. Yeah, 
right. Well, let, let me throw this one out. Go ahead, Derek. You want to chime in on that? Yeah. You look at the way Tua got hurt. They were both fluke. Fluke yeah, concussion. You know, uh, it wasn't like he got jacked up, blindsided, or anything like that. He no. was thrown to the ground, hit the back of his head, boom. And, you know, and then they put him back out on the field four days later when they should have, and he got slightly hit again. But you could tell that he wasn't quite ready from that initial hit. And all of a sudden, he's had two concussions in a span of four days. You know, then he gets a third one playing that Green Bay game late in the season. Same thing. He just gets thrown to the ground, his back is there, boom. He's got another concussion. So, oh, you know. Yeah. Huh. What you does know, that mean, though? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you just can't. You can't avoid stuff right? like that. Yes. Yeah. You You're know. right, D-Gun. You're right. I mean, I, I, I was looking at the stream and WCBJJ77. What is uh, BJJ? What is that? Um, is that like a, a martial art or something? Because, um, yeah, you know, he, no he, he's, he's right in asking that, you know. It, it doesn't, to me, it just doesn't have anything to do with, you know, with how you fall or it's Brazilian jujitsu, according to okay. Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah. He said can. that one of the things that helps you do is 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 when you fall. It does help you control your body when you fall. Okay, but I, yes. Now I, I can't say that. The, yep. I agree yes, with the premise absolutely. that you guys are you guys are saying when a yeah. three hundred pound guy, good luck. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you can you can get like I, I learned in, in, in martial arts, you know, sometimes like you punch a guy and a guy started to get the better of you, you can release somewhere and strengthen somewhere, you can throw your hips back in, and you can balance back up and regain uh, the position that you want. You know what I'm saying? That stuff comes with just practice of practice and learning how your body can move. But it's, it, it, I, no matter what uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or anything, when you're falling with a 300-pound man on you, man, yeah, it's, it's just – to a hard surface, yeah. not not a padded surface. Yeah, yeah. A hard surface. Yeah. yeah. Adam Adam's exploit said we need Barrett to do a martial arts demonstration. <laughs> Demo, <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're trying to make fun of me. Ballerina lessons, we did have to take that also in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we had to take. We took we ballet to take lessons. Ballet, yes, they did. Mm -hmm. We ain't wear no tutus or nothing. We ain't wear no no. Yeah. Don't you let me find. Were, don't let me find video of you out no, there. Somewhere you guys would have needed a three-three or a four-four, not a two-two. No, yeah. We helped it with 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 not like um, it helped us stretch and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm put us in awkward positions and stuff. And right, you know, flexibility. Yeah, flexibility. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so a couple other <laughs> a couple other things. So uh, this is going to feed into the running back discussion a little bit. Todd McShay was on Dan Patrick and said what he's hearing and what wouldn't surprise him in the least is Dallas making a move up. So Dallas right now is sitting at 26. He says Jerry and Mike McCarthy are both itching to pair somebody with Tony Pollard. And he's hearing you. they're going to try and get up and get Bijan. That's what they're hearing. I told you it's the first. It's, Here perfect, we go. It's, the, it's the perfect place for him to go. And what a storyline they could build from that. He ran in Texas. He's staying in Texas. Well, and yeah, everybody man. else. Yep, yep. It's, right. a it's a natural. I've been saying this for weeks. This is a Jerry Jones type move. I wouldn't doubt it. And if he gets there, Eagles fans are going to be sick if that dude ends up in, in Dallas. But I think it's a very distinct possibility that somehow, some way, they try to make this move. Dallas is not shy. Dallas is one of the few teams that's not shy about taking a running back high in the first round. They're not. Well, you know. They'll, we'll, they'll, he'll always be tied to us, man. I mean, it's, there's no way around it now. He'll always be, if we don't pick up Bijan, he'll always be tied to us. You know what I'm saying? It'll be just like you know BG and and the safety from Texas. You know, um, 
it'll, it'll always be tied together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right now, it's, it's just like, uh, um, you know, we got uh, Jalen Rager and we had, you know, the kid from Minnesota sitting right there. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Justin yeah. Jefferson. You know, they'll always be tied together. They'll be infamous, you know, as far as those two being tied together. It's, it's it To me, it doesn't. Him, Bijan being there has – has nothing to do with anything, with the anything, but we just don't need a running back at this point. We don't. If it's not the trenches, I just don't see any uh, reason to do that. I just don't see. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. you. I'm with you. Uh, but that will will be interesting. We touched on this a little bit earlier, Barrett. This is a guy I love at thirty potentially, and maybe just maybe. You know, you can get down and, and go high second round. But uh, Brian Branch is visiting the Giants today, but he visited, already visited the Eagles, the safety out of Alabama. Alabama. CJGJ, yeah. part there two. Go. There you go, right? He's a smaller safety, but he's more of a guy that – he played the safety position, so he'll know where his run fits are because he plays the safety position. But you're more apt to put him as that slot cornerbacks type of guy. If you run a lot of dime – Dime, dime, meaning take out and just play with one linebacker and have the rest being DBs. He'd be a great addition for that. Or when they run that big nickel, he'd be a great addition for that because then you have three safeties in the game and um, and only have one linebacker in the game. The rest, they have DBs. But I don't know if we could do that and stop the run. And him getting drafted there, that just means you would have um, – you would have – um, Reed Blankenship on the bench and Kayvon Wallace will be on the bench and Justin Evans will be on the bench. That'll be the only thing because you I'm couldn't okay with that. <laughs> I mean... Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> You're not going to fight me on that one. Nothing against Reed. <laughs> we can kind of live with that. You know what I mean? Hey, and if Reed crushes it and proves to you he should be the starter, God bless. You know, good. Okay. Oh, oh I meant to say that as a negative, but you like them. Okay. <laughs> Just means you have some depth there. That's all. That's all. Yeah. But I mean, is he is he worth that 30th pick? I mean, I, I put it like this I wouldn't be mad. At the 30th pick, I wouldn't be mad at a lot of picks at the 30th pick. I wouldn't be mad to get a linebacker at the 30th pick. I wouldn't be mad to get a running back at the 30th pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can get you can get Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. You get him at the 30th pick. I mean, B. John is nice, but you know, I think Gibbs is right up there with him as far as in fact, Gibbs may be a better um all purpose as far as catching the ball out of the backfield than even B. John Robinson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he's done more of that. He's a smaller guy. He's faster. But Bijan is just the total package. I don't know if you could put Gibbs in a position where, you know, he's, he can be a bell cow back or a back that they run. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can run Bijan Robinson. Like, you can't run um, Gibbs like that. I don't think you can run Gibbs and him be a feature back and give him more than 20, 30 carries a game. But I didn't think the same – with um, you know, with 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 Kenneth Gainwell, right. but I see Kenneth Gainwell can be that back for you because he was at the end of the season last year. Well, so. yeah. Look, I mean, I think uh, um, I don't think they're done at that position. What does no. that mean? It could take a lot of different mm. permutations, right? I mean, it could mean Gibbs in the second round. Could mean somebody if they get a fourth round pick. It could mean somebody later. Could be ma- making a trade. It could be any of those guys we discussed earlier in the week. If Mixon gets cut, if Cook gets cut. Maybe they, they, they come in on a one-year uh, prove-yourself deal because they want to go to a team that can win a championship. Let's not lose sight of that, too. These guys, like the Buda Bakers of the world, want to come to a team with a winning culture and have a chance to win a ring. Getting, they're not old, but they're, you know, they're, they've been in the league for a few years, and they know what it's like to not be close. So maybe that's a possibility, too. We've seen that before here. This is a destination spot now. I, mean, I keep telling people this is a – destination point for free agents because they see how, how things run. So for Buddha to say that um, say that he he would he picked Sirianna even before the Super Bowl as a coach that he would like to play for just goes to show how things are being run in the Philadelphia market. And it has really it has a lot to do with how they treat their veteran players for the most part. They love to make sure their veteran players are being taken care of. They rest them way more than I've seen other veteran players be rested in other organizations. That was that was unheard of um, by uh, by most teams to even think about, you know, resting players the way they rest players. You know, you would think it'll make them soft. It doesn't make them soft. It, it makes them play towards the end of the season. You know, I think all the guys I, were you know yeah. healthy in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles are comfortable with their running back situation right now, but. Howie being Howie, if they went after a running back, it's going to be a lower-tier veteran. It won't cost them a lot. 
It'll be on another one-year deal. Or if they get those middle-round draft picks back, they'll look at one in the middle to late rounds. I don't think they're in dire straits. The way they look at their offense, I don't think they're looking at it as dire straits. We need a significant upgrade at the running back position. That's not what they do. Doug Peterson didn't do that. And from what we've seen of Nick Sirianni the last couple of years, Nick Sirianni doesn't do that also. Mm -hmm. You know, they like to have the interchangeable parts for down and distance, depending on where they are on the field and what they need at that particular time. You know, they're not going to go out and get a Derrick Henry, you know, who's going to run the ball 30, 35 times for you. Right. You know, if you're lucky in this offense to get the ball 17 times in your hand, that's a big day for running back with the Eagles. Yeah. You know, um, so you you got four running backs already in the fold that can do the job for you. Their emphasis is on line, pass catchers, and shoring up that defense. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, listen, I like it. I, I, I think it's a possibility. I, I, third round is not out of the question. I mean, I think no. it just depends. It really does. It just depends. Right now, we don't know uh, what shape that's going to take. You also have to let the board sort of dictate some of this stuff and see where it's going. Well, that's the big right there, Rob. That is huge, bro. Let the board dictate where. Because if we if they're going to make a run like we think they're going to make a run with all these, um, with all these these quarterbacks, CJ Strouds, you know the you know guys that they're saying, you know the Bryce yeah. Youngs, the Richards, Sons, all those guys, if they make a run, um, could be four quarterbacks taking their first round, maybe even five. The kid from Tennessee, they're saying that he's uh, he's uh, he's almost he'll be ready for camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He'll be ready for camp. So what's the team, you know, Hooker, what's his name? I think it's Hooker. Is it Hooker? Hendon Hooker. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. Yep. The kid. Yeah. Hendon Hooker. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. Yeah. They make a shake a shot on him. Um, I still see a lot of people saying that. Jalen Carter will be around at 10th pick. There's no way Jalen Carter is going to be at the 10th pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just can't see it. Uh, his, his tape, the tape doesn't lie. Um, there's too many trouble spots. Yeah, like there's too, there's the, like you're, the problem you're going to have is even if Will Anderson goes at three to the Cardinals, is, is Jalen Carter really getting past Seattle, Detroit, Vegas at five, six, no. seven? You and know, I do you want that, better than that. I do you want better than that. B. John Robinson doesn't make it out of the top nine. Woo! He's gone before yeah. the Eagles pick. Woo! Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn. He is gone for the Eagles pick. Ooh. And guess who? Pete Skaronsky, because I think uh, Paris Johnson will be the first offensive line of taking off the board. Wait, so you did you are you're saying you think that's who the Eagles pick will be, or he'll be gone too? No, he'll 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 be there for the Eagles to pick. Skaronsky will, okay. But yeah. you don't think Paris Johnson will? Paris Johnson will be gone. Okay. He'll be the number no. one pick. He'll be the number one offensive lineman pick. Peter Skaronsky will be there at number 10. B. John Robinson won't make it out oh. of the top, what, eight top nine picks. Wow. wow. Okay. Ooh. Interesting, Barrett, because there are people that actually think he may – he could – I don't think this, but fall to the Cowboys if, even if they don't move up. But you think he's gone – Going top ten. That's 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 pretty. I'm bullish on it. I'm bullish on it. I'm bullish on it. All right. All right. Well, you, you know, you guys, you guys hold me to whatever I say, anyways. Yeah, you're never not me. Not me, Barrett. I'm, yeah, I'm just a peace loving man who's just here for the ride. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Our friends in the chat like to remind us of when we right, <laughs> right. mess right. these up. But here's the. Uh, I'll give you. I'll uh, just for for kicks here. Carolina, Houston, Arizona, Indianapolis, Seattle, Detroit. 
Las Vegas, Atlanta, Chicago, and then it's the Eagles at 10. That's your top 10. So you think he's going to go to one of those, one of those squads. Absolutely. Is Atlanta crazy? I mean, they, they still have, Atlanta's, they need it back. They, they, they need Atlanta's back. the team that I say they're not going to make it past. Because, because Atlanta, I'm looking at the all roster. they did in the offseason was pick up defensive players. Defense, yeah. All they picked up was defensive players. So that's why I'm thinking Atlanta's the uh, 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 landing spot for him, man. I Although, mean, they already have – they got a quarterback in, in Reddick or, or – uh, What's whatever his name is, Desmond uh, Ritter. The, Desmond here's the Ritter. problem, though, and I forgot about this guy. They they drafted Tyler Algier last year. He got a thousand yards for them. Yeah, and that's why he'll be perfect in that system. Two backs, wow. man. And, and Algier, mm. he went to BYU, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. okay. On. Jeez. Um. Whoa. All right. That was interesting. I I didn't I'm see that one coming. You got the you got the chat buzzing about that comment. B Brooks, Bijan in the top nine. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, yep. man. Yep. Oh, well, that's top the nine. case. You know, all, all if he goes that high, well, then people will be screaming the Eagles should have moved up to get him. But anyway, if he goes that Absolutely. high, it's gonna be fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Or it's gonna be a team trying to trade up to get him. Or it's a team trying to get trade up to get him. That's that's where look. Dallas starts getting itchy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um even even Houston, even Houston with their second pick, right? Trying to get up there and get a guy like him, even though they got a pretty good running back, man. You know they need something like that. The kid Pierce, yeah. All right, yeah. that makes sense. Or, or maybe New England. Yeah, that's that sounds that sounds uh, New England absolutely uh, could be a possibility for sure. They yep. need to they need to get that playmakers in there, for, you know, with uh, with Mac Jones. All right, this is uh this is interesting. All right, let, let's uh let's continue uh, with the uh, with the football. We'll mix in some Phillies as well. We got our NFL segment. In our NFL segment, uh, Barrett, we're going to look at our top five quarterback prospects. Speaking of, and how we think they're going to do in the pros. In other words, so we're going to look at it and say, all right, this guy's going to have the best career, followed by this guy, this guy, this guy. So we'll do that uh, when we get back as well. So a lot to dig into, including the Niners fielding trade uh, calls on Trey Lance. So we'll talk about that also. Don't go anywhere. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We'll tell you right now about ProAction Restoration. ProAction Restoration is the place that you call if a home, a business, or a property that you may own goes through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage. That can be really, really trying. I've been through it. It happened to me at my parents' house. happened on a Saturday. The beauty is ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. So I called them on a Saturday. They got right out and they fixed the problem. It was a, a, a great situation. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. ProAction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, and they will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Back on this Wednesday, the gang is all here. Eric Brooks, Eric Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button if we could, friends. We do appreciate that. I just want to stay on the running backs thing for a minute, guys. And I, and I know, you know, the Bijan stuff is really hot. And Barrett just mentioned he thinks he'll be gone before the Eagles pick. Um, and I know we kind of did this before, but I just want to circle back here. The reason I'm not super desperate to get Bijan, A, I just don't. I don't value like the Eagles don't the running back position as high. I think you can get fine players later, maybe not quite as talented, but good enough. There's two guys. I, I look, I love Jameer Gibbs. I, I, I think for, for the way that the game is played these days, his ability to run and catch, I think he would fit perfectly in the NFL. The other one is Zach Charbonneau, the kid out of UCLA. I just think the dude's a beast. I mean, he was seven yards per carry last year, you know, playing legitimate football, not at, not at some. And he's big. And he's big. Exactly right. (laughs) You know, there's just, you can do fine, like good enough, especially because, and Sterrick pointed out, you're not getting, you're not featuring a running back like the Titans feature Derrick Henry in this offense. You're just not. No. Well, go ahead, go ahead, man. No, go ahead, Brooks. That guy is—he's big, he's explosive, he's fast. Um, 
he can get a backfield, but I, I don't see him being a guy that'll be in. He'll he'll be a late round type of pick, but he is good. He's one of he's one of the you know good backs that you can see do it. Um, that makes him hey, you know, what I'm saying as far as you know, you're getting in the later rounds. But so you're saying Charbonneau? Who, who are you talking about specifically? Charbonneau, the kid from uh, the kid from UCLA. Yeah, yeah, Charbonneau. Yep, yep, yeah, Charbonneau. So he's he's trying to look up trying to look up his his, uh, his size, which makes him. That's why I like him a lot. His size. Um, I don't know what he ran at forty, but I just know he was very productive in um, in UCLA. And they ran that read option to perfection because of him. But oh, you know, yeah. we, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in this draft that, that are right there. All right, he's 6'2, 220 pounds. You know, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. 6'2, 220. You can take our running backs and mold them together, and they'll make one of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's yeah. quick, he's explosive. Yeah. Uh, over the last two years, he's had what nearly 2,500 yards rushing. Yeah. Come on, man. Yep. He's, yeah, he's he's, he's legit. He's legit, man. Yeah, you know, he's he's a little more upright. Like the comp that, that some guys make uh are is like he's not quite as big, but like an AJ Dillon strong. I think this guy actually runs it a little bit better. But mm. but see, he'll be one of those guys that won't last long because of his running style. Yep. Yes. He's yeah, going to take some hits. Because he's he's, one, out, he's you know. a one-contract guy, probably. Yes, he's. I mean, he, he's he's not trying to evade you. He's trying to run through you. Right. But still, the average seven yards of carry, and he was a red zone threat, bro. Mm-hmm. He was pounding people in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. So he's good. He's very patient too, and he's um he's a good blitz pickup guy too. He yep. can, he can keep him in there on third down, for what it's worth. I I like him, man. Um, great speed, great acceleration, runs in between the tackles, will run through you rather than around you. Great pickup for the Eagles. I just can't see him being um, a top pick in the draft. He can come in, and, and if they draft him later rounds, he'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another guy I would, I would think about is my guy from Kansas State, just because he fills all the boxes as far as um, catch Deuce, out the back. Deuce Vaughn? Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. Yep. Catch out of the back. He's a little, little dude. I mean, little, little. But what makes him different is he could be your return guy. He could come in instantly and be a threat in the punt return and kickoff return. Mm-hmm. And that's something we we haven't had. Another guy we need to look at is the other kid from um from Texas. The backup. Absolutely. Roshan, Roshan Johnson. Johnson. Roshan you know, Johnson. Six foot two. 222 pounds. Talking about a guy that, you know, saying thunder and lightning. He's definitely the thunder. Mm-hmm. He had about 800 yards and he was behind Bijan. Yeah. Well, come on, man. Anytime you can have him in the yard, you're behind Bijan, you're good, bro. You're good. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, don't don't overlook this kid, Tank Bigsby from Auburn either. Oh, yeah. Now, here's oh, another yeah. kid, six foot two, ten, and has soft hands. What did Eagles like to do? Throw the ball to their backside of the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a guy now he's big enough. He's a big back. He's considered a powered back, but he's got moves to him. He's not, he's not a guy that's going to lower his shoulder and survive 17 games by taking on contact, but he can also set you up to make you miss. And he's always falling forward, you know, and he's the perfect kind of back for this Eagles offense in terms of a back. You don't have to overuse. He'll catch the ball, secure the ball for you. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Only has average speed like four or five, but still, 
he's a perfect, you know, I mean, look at Kenneth Gainwell's not a blazer, but he's efficient at what he does. And Tank Bigsby is one of those type of running backs that's going to make somebody very happy in, in middle rounds when they, they pick him up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another guy that could be a returner is a Devon with a, a cane, a chain, a cane. Oh, the Texas A&M kid? Texas A&M back. Now, he's only five foot nine, 190 soaking wet. He has that thundering running back style also. To be small, he wants to run through guys. We're talking about breakaway speed. He runs a 4-3-40, can run in between the tackles, and he can also be a return guy from day one. Put him on punt return and kickoff return, instant production at those two positions, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like Crash, but I think we'll like the, uh, a Kane or, you know, or, or Vaughn better. Yeah, well, we, you know, and we haven't talked about that a lot. You know, we, we've, we've looked at positions that we kind of worry about a little bit. Safety's one of them. Uh, you know, uh, linebacker you're worried about a little bit. You don't quite have the depth at certain positions, but, and I guess you could say Boston's got in terms of returning kicks, but do we feel good about the kick or the punt return? Like, do we feel like that's improved at all? No. From the, from when the season ended? Has special teams been addressed enough? Well, I feel good about the kick return. I like Boston Scott as a kick, my kick return. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But punt return? No. Why? Why? Why are we just fine with things? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, why? Why can't we have a? Why can't we have a? A guy that can break away, create instant offense, flip the field. When was the last time we had a guy to flip the field? I was just about to ask you. When was you? When was the last time you had a returner that can do that? Uh, it was. Um, uh man, that's the uh-huh. last key state guy. <laughs> because the Eagles are what they are. You know what they're going to do, basically. So you just say, okay, our wish list is not gonna be that. Huh? Ever since Fip left, bro. Yes. Our return our, our our wish list for the return game is never going to be what we want it to be. So what's the best that we have available? And that's why I said Boston Scott, Boston Scott would bring the ball back out consistently beyond the 30-yard line. You know, that's all you can ask for. I mean, anybody else, 18, 22, 24-yard line. The punt return game, well, uh, unless you happen to stumble across somebody you're not even thinking about, it's going to be it's going to be Bear's favorite guy back there again. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't see them improving it much, to be honest. I, I don't – I will say this. as It's early, right? So we're sitting here April 19th. I do not see – Crash Tuskovy. I don't see uh Sippos returning. I, I think they will upgrade those spots. I do. I, I really do. Oh, uh, you're an optimistic man. I'll I am. I am. I, I, look, I said, look, they went so uh, the stream with uh Chris Kelly um Kelly said Huff flipped the field. We had to go all the way back to Huff from from Huff from B, from from Baylor, the receiver from Baylor. We had to go back that far to find a kickoff returner. That's the man who, who got who got nailed on the bridge, right? With uh, yeah, speeding, doing a hundred yep. something on the bridge. Yep. Yeah, is no. it that far back that we had to go? We're talking about in the the 18, 18s. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? That's okay. Not... DeAndre Carter was. He's still doing it too. But yeah, DeAndre they should have held on to him. Yep. DeAndre Carter. All right, we're getting better now. We're getting closer now. Sacred Solutions is going as far as DJX. I mean, really, since DJX Prime or Little Tones, Think about Sproles, that's too Think long. Think Sproles about it. Sproles is too long, too, man. Sproles. What was that, 18? Right, we're talking about 18, 17? 19. Yeah. That's terrible, man. That's terrible, man. Oh, 
Huffle, yeah, Huffle went to Oregon. That's right. Yeah, he was Huffle Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Went to Oregon. My man had some issues, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's look, I, I hope, and I believe that they will upgrade those spots. You can find those kind of guys. You can. They just haven't done a good enough job, I think, emphasizing it and, mm-hmm. and, and concentrating on it. And, and you know, look, that you love the Sean Bradley types, but you need to find more guys who are just primarily special teams guys. Right. Generally, because their coverage wasn't good enough either. Good, good luck with that one. Because you brought back you brought back the same special teams coach, right? Yes. Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's <laughs> all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. All the coaching the changes they made. Yeah, all the coaching changes they made. Was Michael Clay's name deleted from that equation? No. Okay. No. So all you no, need in fact, they gave him an extension. Yes, they did. So that's all you need so, to know. They were happy with his now. work. It's in his court now. It's in his court. That's I don't right. want to hear anything. If he doesn't, I mean, I'll give him the first four games. If we don't flip the field, if we don't make an impact – Besides on 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 um field goal, it, it, we gotta we gotta go a different direction. Well, here's 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 what direction. I would I would think too. Maybe the the fact that they brought back Clay, <laughs> I can't say that, Duck. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not we're not gonna go there. But maybe the fact that they brought back Clay, they realized themselves they didn't do this guy much, give this guy much help in terms of personnel. Maybe they realized they made a mistake and they need to help him out more with players. Like we do See, that's, listen, in, that's, fairness to, in fairness to yep, Clay, right? We yep, would, we, yep. If the offense had no talent, we, we, we'd say you can't blame the offensive coordinator. He's got nothing or the defense. Yep. So yep. just saying. Man, I see Michael Clay getting a lot of love in the chat. <laughs> right. This is the most right. – def- I'm like defending Michael. What is going on here? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, you know, I really think that, you know, you have something there. Um, they didn't allow really starters to play. No. Um, no. And I remember Phipp used to have starters that wanted to play. Malcolm Jenkins Jenkins wanted to play. Always. He always did. Yeah, for sure. Malcolm was always on. I I will say this. Like, Christian Ellis was a big move for them when they they brought him off the practice squad special teams. He helped them a lot. Yes, he did. The linebacker, yes, he did. Um, Devin Allen? What happened to that experiment? He's well, still there. I think he's still experimenting. I think he, he's. I think he's running in, a, uh, in the relays this weekend. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, next weekend. Well, yeah. you look at you look at teams like Dallas and Green Bay. They they found incredible return specialists by accident. Why can't the Eagles accidentally stumble across one? Right. It is time. It's time. You can't. You can't. It, it cost you in the biggest moment. So I got can't. two words for you, Ra. Michael Clay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say to you. All right. I, I was trying to be somewhat Clay. optimistic, and you still have a good kicker. You Thank do. You. Thank you. I don't know. That's all I had. Okay. <laughs> you just gonna throw it out there, and you, you and yeah, that's that's all you can say. I'm hoping that, that little piece out there is good. It's. I'm just hopeful more than anything else that they recognize you can't go through another year like that. That's my hope. That's my hope. All right. Uh, let's come back. We'll do some NFL stuff and a couple things that we're going to get into um, from an NFL perspective. One of them is the Niners fielding trade calls for Trey Lance. So I, that in and of itself is interesting, but. The question is, who's the team that makes that move? And does that then take them out of the equation as far as a quarterback goes, mm-hmm. you know, in the draft? So that all these things can affect the Eagles as they sit there at 10. So we'll do all that stuff. Uh, we'll get into our, who our top five QBs we think are going to be in this year's draft, how their careers are going to play out, and much, much more. You don't want to go anywhere. That's Barrett. That's Derek. 
I am Rob. We are Sports Take, hanging out with you on this Wednesday. I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're, we're very fortunate, at least in our area, with some really nice weather right now. It's a great time to get your trees evaluated before some of the craziness with summer storms hits. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Yes, yes, sir. Hour number three. We appreciate you. 
Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're hanging with you. We're talking a little NFL. All right. So uh, I can't say this is a surprise, um, but you know, you kind of weren't sure how it was going to play out with the 49ers in the quarterback position going into the season, simply because we don't know when Brock Purdy is going to be back from the elbow surgery. Now he didn't have Tommy John, so it wasn't quite as, you know, labor intensive, if you will. And there's a quicker comeback period from that, but still he may not be able to start the season. Uh, You had Trey Lance sitting there who you moved up to get not all that long ago. You also got yourself an insurance policy, a lifeline, if you will, uh, with Sam Darnold. But now we're hearing that they're fielding calls and there are multiple teams that are interested in Trey Lance. I got to tell you, I never really understood the Trey Lance appeal. I get the athleticism. He can run. He's got a cannon. He's played so little football in his life. That really worried me. Um, But he should be ready for the beginning of the season. Well, the thing is, the 49ers don't have a first-round pick, first of all. So you would even only consider a move like this if you're trying to get in the first high enough to possibly draft somebody else. They have everything you need except the question, the quarterback situation. Kyle Shanahan has shown that you can put just about any type of quarterback in his system and make that, that team flourish and yep. win more games than you lose. Right now, they have Sam Darnold on their roster. But because of the uncertainty of when Purdy comes back, You'd have to go out and get another backup, even if you drafted one. Are you going to trust Sam Darnold? I mean, I mean, look at look at what they did last year. I, I can't discount the fact that Sam Darnold hasn't done anything anywhere else. Could hold it down in that particular system until they got whoever they, whether it's Purdy up to speed or whoever they they decide to get. That's the only reason I see them making a move like this to get back in the first round. And somebody, somebody desperate. I don't know what people seen as Trey Lance. I mean. He got hurt early last year, so you really don't know what he's capable of doing at this level. That's a big that's a big investment if you give up a high draft pick for an untested, unproven quarterback like that. It really is. And, and look, it's a, it's a big admission by the Niners that you know we made a mistake and we just don't trust this guy. And you're going you're going with Mister Irrelevant coming off a pretty serious arm injury, or and yeah. or Sam yeah. Darnold. Yeah, Bruh, it's their own fault. They went into they went into that draft knowing that that was not a good quarterback draft in the first place. That was not a good quarterback draft at all. In fact, there was only one quarterback that draft, and he went to, um, he went to, um, to uh, Jacksonville. That was mm-hmm. Lawrence. Everybody else was a crapshoot, man. So to think that they could, rep- you know, they could replicate what we did <clears throat> and, going to get, um, and going to get, you know, Carson Wentz from that school and think that it was going to pay the same dividends – because Carson played good his first three years, three years. And, and, you know, they thought they were getting the same type of player as Carson Wentz. They thought same body type, same, same aggressive nature, kind of the same history with, um, with injuries and everything. And they thought they were just going to replicate it. It's just not that easy. It's not that easy. Um, out of the everybody besides Lawrence, I didn't see, like, even, you know, uh, you know how I feel about Zach oh, it's Wilson. been Zach, yeah, it's Zach Wilson and Tra- the only Trevor Lawrence is the only one of that group, right? So I, I, I never thought there was a good quarterback draft, and I never thought that um, that anybody else was going to be good in that draft. I absolutely could not stand Wilson in the draft, and I kept telling people that they're like, "Oh no, he, even the Eagles tried to trade up and get him at number two. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't going to be a good player. Well, yeah. 
let me not say that. You know, I, I hate to just say that, you know, the player's not going to be good. But I just didn't see the production at BYU. Once again, BYU. I didn't yeah. know they were going to get the same production. But you got to BYU. All his big plays came from him having like three or four, six foot three receivers out there and just throwing it up and them going to get it. Uh-huh. When he's running around and, and, and playing, you know, frenetically at the quarterback position, that's where he made his plays from. It was yeah. not in the framework of the offense. So that's why they did, I didn't see the production and why they would get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. The first three quarterbacks taken in that draft, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is panned out. Zach Wilson, suspect. Trey Lance, suspect. And then you drop down. Number 11, embarrassed to Justin Fields. Jury's still out on him. And then you drop down even further at number – where was it here? I just lost it. Uh, Mac Jones went to the Patriots. And the jury's still out on him. Yeah. So you're right, Paul, it was a very suspect draft. Once you got past Trevor, suspect. you know, nobody's really paying out. You don't know what these players are. But the fact that Trey was sec- uh, the third quarterback taken and Zach was the second overall player taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let that be – those are the kind of picks to get evaluators fired right there. It, it does. And and let that be a cautionary tale this year. Some of these guys are going to be busts. Yeah. No, no question about it. They just are. And they're still going to all be grabbed up real quick. You know, four or five of them. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, we're we're looking at we're looking at Young. We're looking at Stroud. You know, you're you're looking at, at your Richardson Levis. Like, like I I'm listening last night, Barrett. I was telling Derek and, and our audience that I was watching the ESPN did one of their mocks last night with McShay and uh Mel Kuyper and one the, the comps they kept making the Levis and when I'm hearing it I'm cringing for for Will Levis it was Wentz kept saying there's a lot of Wentz features now they're saying oh. this is pre-injuries and all this other stuff when he was oh. on his way to being the MVP he's strong he, he's he you know he can run he can throw he's got a cannon he's a little raw and I'm like oh I just heard that I'm like I'm turned off I'm turned <laughs> off <laughs> sorry Wentz has become an adjective to think about quarterbacks now. Yeah. Because you, you can have a Wentz quarterback or you can have a Wilson quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I, I I don't feel sorry for the 49ers. I really don't. Because um, to, they made Mr. Irrelevant. What it is is – let me explain to you. This is my – this is just what I perceive when I look at the 49ers and how Shanahan runs his, his team. It doesn't matter who he has at the quarterback position. Just as long as they run his system, they'll be successful. And I think that's his thought process in it. He can put anybody back there. He Rob, he can put you back there at the quarterback position and run yeah. his system and be successful. Yeah. And that's a flawed way of thinking in the NFL these days because you need a quarterback. The quarterback has to be the focal point of your team. Like it or not, the best teams that have the best – uh, quarterbacks are usually the guys that win games. Right. The best quarterbacks wins games. They win championships. They win. They win in the NFL. Period. Eagles. Uh, uh, you look at you know Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati. All the top tier teams have top tier quarterbacks. Yeah. And it's not just me saying. I'm just the proof is in the pudding. No, I agree. The teams that have elite quarterback play are the teams that usually. Or in the Super Bowl, or in the playoffs, or making their way up there. Yeah, look Kansas, no further Kyle, than Kansas City. Right. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, he just, he just, he's an outlier. Yeah, he's an outlier in, in the fact that he thinks his system. You can put a no name back there, and his system will make him play better. It's right. working for him. 
Yeah. Chip Kelly tried that and it didn't work. No, no, no. That's I mean, for you, sure. you, you look at the Niners. They went from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo to Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy. Those three combined, just to show you the efficiency of a Kyle Shanahan offense, those three combined to throw 30 touchdowns and only nine picks. None of those three threw more than four picks in the time they played. Mm-hmm. That that tells you what Kyle Shanahan thinks about the quarterback position. Would you like to have an elite quarterback? Absolutely. But if you build the team right the way they did, look at the way the 49ers are built. Defensive line, offensive line, running back, wide receiver, DBs, everything is based on physicality with that team. And if you can just plug in the right guy to not mess it up, you can win a lot more games than you lose. And they did that until Purdy Mm -hmm. got hurt against the Eagles. This team was rolling. You think about that. They were down to the last player taken in the draft, and they didn't miss a beat because of the way that team was structured and built. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and, you know, smart GMing in season to make the McCaffrey trade. You know, a lot of things. A lot of things got there. Absolutely. Uh, This was interesting. So Josh Allen uh, met with the Buffalo media yesterday and, you know, was pretty open. He said, look, I can't keep playing the way I'm playing. Yeah, I realize I'm not, you know, I'm getting older. I'm taking a lot of shots. Um, To me, he's the most – is reckless the right word? I think he's probably the most reckless – yeah, runner out there of any quarterback that's that's I would say even more than Lamar. You know, Josh Allen seeks contact sometimes, which is crazy. Uh, I'm gonna be interested to see how much he dials it back if he's capable. It, you know, it's easy to sit there and say this in April, but when it gets real and you're running around, can you really curtail the way that you go about it? Because he's gonna have to, or else he's gonna start getting hurt. Josh Allen had 124 carries last year. He was the team's second leading rusher last year. Josh Allen is one of these guys. He'll lower shoulder and take on contact. But when he talked to the media, he said, I've got to learn to slide more. You know what that tells me? He's starting to feel those licks. Yeah, He's taking a lot of unnecessary hits. Quarterbacks are not built to do that. You know, I don't care how much you how much you squat and lift in. I don't care if you're built like, you know, Hercules himself. You keep taking all those unnecessary hits, it starts to affect you in a lot of areas, man. Mm-hmm. Throwing motion, ability to scramble in the backfield, that stuff starts to catch up to you. Josh Allen said, hey, man, I, hey, I want to live to see my next contract, man. I ain't out here trying to trying to cash in on my insurance policy yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been smacked around like that, man. He, he, but he also understands that and, and, and sees how the best ability is availability. And if you're available for your team, healthy, it means a lot more to your chances of making it to the big game. And a lot of times he didn't play healthy out there because he was running around there playing fanatically. Sometimes you got to stop, calm yourself down, and play the game to win. So that's the difference between you look at his game and you look at uh, Jalen Hurts' game. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, if he takes a game over with his legs, he's taking it over with his legs, but he's making great decisions when he's doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. Yeah, it's not – you never feel like with Jalen, man, that was reckless. Right, the, the, right. The, the, the only complaint is maybe don't, just don't dial up – I'm talking about the team, so many RPOs for him because if he reads it the right way and he thinks the best thing to do is to keep it, he'll keep it. Exactly. That, yeah, that's all. It's not a, it's not a Jalen com- complaint. It's a maybe a Shane, Shane Steichen last year complaint, something like that, or Nick. You have to be able to make sure that you um, – you, you, you – you have to select his plays for him, knowing that he's going to run them, 
the way they're supposed to be run. He's going to make the right decision on the play you give him. So if you if you give him an RPO and the run is open, he's going to take the run. Mm-hmm. If the pass is open, he's going to take the pass. His decision-making is such that he's going to do what's right in the play. And that's the difference in between other quarterbacks that are dual-threat quarterbacks than him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got – to me, there's, 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 there's three types of quarterbacks. You got a running quarterback, you got a dual-threat quarterback, and you got a drop-back quarterback. He does all three well because of his decision-making. Mm-hmm. Some guys just run and they can't pass. Some guys can, you know, just pass and they can't run. He does both very, very well. And he understands within the framework of the offense how to run that offense, mm-hmm. how to make the best decisions for that offense. And if you give him a play in which the play is designed to do it and he's going to run, sometimes you got to take it out of his hands and be like, look. Yeah, we're just handing it off. We're not right. giving you the option. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Right. Um, all right. Let, uh, this is interesting because of the teams that they're visiting. So today's the last day you can do visits, Barrett, uh, if you're a college prospect. Yep. yep. So two, two interesting ones. Um, CJ Stroud is visiting, visiting the Falcons. The Falcons are, are, you know, they're sitting right now at eight. They'd have to obviously get up to two. And there's some speculation that Houston may be open for business in terms of trading that pick. So keep that in mind. The other one is Anthony Richardson, the Florida kid, is visiting the Ravens. Now, what does that mean for Lamar Jackson? You're not drafting this kid who you're going to have to move up if you're Baltimore to get if Lamar's coming back. you got the Ravens sitting there at 22. No shot Anthony Richardson's there at 22. Right. So, you know, what do we make of this? Due diligence or a little bit deeper? Hmm. I, I think it could be a little bit deeper. Um, obviously, you got to have a trade partner, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe somebody out there uh, is piquing their interest to do business with the Ravens, and the Ravens are probably thinking, "Hey, I don't think we could do this. Hey, we got to go after this." Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have insurance policies, no question about it. But if it comes out that and I don't know if it has or not, that all of a sudden Baltimore is now starting to renegotiate with with Lamar again then it doesn't make sense to go after a quarterback that high. You need a receiver. You need offensive linemen. You need help in the secondary. Um, but if you've come to the conclusion that that we've gone as far as we can go with Lamar, you know what, you can set out all you want. We just have to go in a different direction. But then that organization has to sit there with an egg on his face because you have been adamant since the season has been over. You are committed to coming back with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Playing the same. And after yeah. what Jalen Hurts got, if I'm Lamar, I'm thinking, well, if he gets this, what am I worth? You know, and I don't blame him for taking the stance he's taking. It's funny now why you can, because if you look at his health history the last couple of years, you don't know how many games you're going to be around because reckless abandoned sometimes. And this yeah. cost him over the last couple of years because these dudes squaring up now waiting for you to come across that line of scrimmage to get a good shot on you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, it, that's a tough position to be in. But if I'm Baltimore and somebody says, hey, man, we'll give you number 10 or 11 or 12 for this. That, I'm like, what? I never thought we could do that. Hell, oh, we got to look at this. You know, go from there, see what happens. So yeah. I can't wait till the draft starts. Um, you ain't never lie. Everything, not just us, but we in the media, 
we in the media and the fan base talk about after the first two picks, it's open season. You, you, mm-hmm. you look at any draft in the NFL after the first two picks, it's like teams moving up and down. Players you think yep. are going there are not going there at all. That player you thought would be a top five pick slips down to 15. A player 15 jumps up to nine. That's what I love about the first round of the draft, man. It's so unpredictable in terms of what teams are thinking right now. A lot of smoke and mirrors involved. A lot of teams leak information on purpose. You know, and, and I just I just love all the anticipation that comes with it. And this is especially because there's still teams that so badly want that quarterback. There's going to be stuff going on, man. That's for sure. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Can't wait. I'm, Eight I'm, days. I'm looking, bro, I, I, I was just sitting back and I was, I was looking at my draft, man, in the first round. And it's crazy, man, how this draft went in the first round. You know, I, um, I, I can remember um, I can remember when, you know, where it's supposed to go down. Um, I couldn't believe that, that um, Warren Sapp went number 12. And he was the best defensive um, lineman in the draft. He went number 12. Derek Alexander went 11. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Mamula went seventh in the draft. Yeah, that's <laughs> Joey Gallup. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this draft. Hugh was 16. Oh, man. Look, look at the running backs. Mm-hmm. 18, Napoleon Coffin went to yep. the Raiders. James Stewart at 19 went to Jacksonville. I mean, it's crazy how guys were going up and down in this draft. Corey Stringer was probably the number three offensive lineman in the draft. He ended up going 24 mm-hmm. to the Vikings. Billy Milner, who sucked. Bill, Billy Milner. Yes, he went 25th to the Dolphins. They called, Dolphins called me. Derek Brooks was the best linebacker in the draft. He went 28th to Tampa Bay. Blake Brockmeyer, who couldn't hold my job. I mean, you know what? Let me, let me um, first, y'all. Hey. I apologize, Mom. I got a potty mouth today. I don't know what's going on. I've been cussing up a storm. I'm sorry, Mom. My mom texted me. Language, Barrett. She did? Thank you, Mama Brooks. <laughs> you was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Look, Kerry Collins went number five in the draft. Kajana Carter Jeez. number one was the yes. number one pick. First hand in, in the preseason. But yes. Sully was number two. Yeah. McNair was number three. Michael Westbrook, the wide receiver from Colorado, Colorado. went Colorado. number four to the, yep. to, the, to, the, to the Washington Redskins. Yeah, Kerry great. Collins went to the Panthers. Yep. I mean, that draft was all over the place because of why? Everybody thinks because of the talent level? No. Because picks – all right, let me see what start. Picks 11 all the way to – picks 11 all the way to 29. Mm-hmm. Out of those picks, eight of them tested positive for weed. Jeez. Jeez. Eight of them tested positive for weed. And so everybody got switched around because of it. The whole draft went nuts because everybody was checking, because everybody was, you know, smoking weed during that time because they thought we weren't going to get tested <laughs> at the combine. So they were smoking weed. So all these players dropped and guys got pushed up because of that. I mean, come on, Mamula goes to seven? Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? When you have Warren Sapp, Derek Alexander, uh, there, Mark Fields, one of the best linebackers in the draft. I mean, come on, man. 
Yeah. It's also a cautionary tale. Just don't fall so in love with the measurables and, and when guys are in shorts compared to what they exactly. do in the game. Mamula was the first, first guy to go out there and practice yeah. for the draft, um, the practice for the uh, combine. Yeah. The 40-yard dash, the broad jump, all the cone drills. He specifically went in and conquered those um, those uh, those type of techniques and, and, and learned how to do those things was made him jump up because he stood out like a sore thumb uh, with his measurables. I mean, he sat there like everybody looked at him like, ooh, not not saying, you know, notwithstanding, you know, he was a good player. Sure. He was a really good player. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as bad college. as people make him out to be. He, he was, was a not. good player at Boston College. Yeah. His last game was against us at Kansas State. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> in fact, let me tell you the story about uh, we probably got him drafted. He had four sacks against us. Jeez. In that game. In a bowl game. We, yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a right tackle named Jim. Uh, Jim Himaluski. Jim played right tackle. So he came mm-hmm. in and he had three tackles in the first half. He had three um three sacks in the first half. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Three sacks in the first half. So we're walking out the field, coming out of the second half, say, hey, B, B, let's switch sides. I can't handle this guy. I want to go to right tackle. I mean, I'll go to left tackle. You play right tackle. I said, man, I can't play right tackle. I ain't played right tackle since our freshman year. Come right. on, B, you got to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, coach is going to kill us if we do this. Come on, B. Come on, man. That's all right. Cool. So I go back to the other side. I go to right tackle. He goes to the left side. Mamula comes up. Like I was playing with, I was going against Colin Stalin. He was a pretty good defensive player back then, but I had to shut him total mm-hmm. down. We get to the line of scrimmage. The first play we run is a run play. Boom. I drive Mamula off the ball. He's like, oh, you know, you're not the same guy. The next play is a pass play. He gets out the huddle break. We get out the huddle. We line up there. I line up a right tackle. He looks at me, looks up. Hey, Colin, come over here. They flip sides. He goes to left tackle, over the left tackle, and Colin goes on the right tackle. The very next, that very same play, he gets a sack on him again. I said, man, let's go back to right tackle. Man. You'll be all right. <laughs> and Mumu had four and a half sacks that game Damn. against him, man. Four and a half sacks. So after that, they just kept the tight end his side. They double teamed him all game. But, hmm. I mean, that's how good he was. He was a really, really, really good player, though. Yeah, no, he was. He gets a bad rap, I, yeah, in, yeah, you know, does. especially in this city. Uh, that's for sure. All right, so let's uh, let let's hit this because I think it's going to be interesting. Obviously, the Eagles aren't in, in line to, for a quarterback, nor should they be. But there's a lot of discussion, you know, of how this is going to shake itself out with the quarterback. So w- what the exercise is is basically who we think the top five are going to be in terms of the quarterbacks taken, and how good they're going to rank career wise. Okay. I'll go first just to give you an idea where we're going with this, okay? I would go Bryce Young first. But Derek and I talked about this a little bit earlier, Barrett. I'm, I'm, would you? Uh, yeah, I'm throwing caution to the wind with the size. There's just too, He's just too much of a playmaker and too much of a stud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my breath that he, his frame can hold up. Yes, I think he's that good. I do. I think he's an absolute monster uh, in the pocket, wow. buying time, off-schedule plays, uh, all of it. So I'm going Bryce Young first. I'm going C.J. Stroud second, who I also think is going to be very good. Um, I like Hendon Hooker third. He will not be taken third, but I think he will be the third best out of this draft. I go Hendon Hooker three. I go Anthony Richardson out of Florida four. And I go Will Levis five. So I'm moving Hooker up. Hooker is not going to be taken as high as these guys because he hurt got hurt last year. But I believe in him, and I think he will be a good player. I think he needs a year. I think he needs to go to a team with the right development. So does Anthony Richardson, and so does Levis, by the way. 
But if he goes there, somebody plays for him a year, he gets fully back with the knee. I think Hedden Hooker is going to be a beast. I go Young, Stroud, Hooker, Richardson, Levis. Mm. That's, my, that's who I think. That's how I think their careers are going to go in terms of best to worst. I don't. That's I don't wow. trust. I don't trust Levis. Now, Mel Kiper Jr. has Levis as his second best quarterback. I don't understand that, and that's why Mel Kiper Jr. has been totally terrible the past <laughs> couple decades, not years, but decades. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I I just I found that one hard to believe. I I'm not as big a believer in Levis. I, I'm I'm gonna well, go. I'm gonna go. You you gonna go? Go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. My list is exactly the same as Rob's. When Are you we serious? To, it's exactly the same as yours. Damn. And and my 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 one X factor is the kid, Jake Hayner from Fresno State. I love everything about this kid. Um, I know he plays from a, a college that doesn't play a lot of big time ball, but so did Derek Carr and Derek Carr had a pretty good NFL career. Um, he's my number six, but I went and Barrett, here's why when it's, when it's all started in the off season, I was all about CJ Stroud out of all these quarterbacks. I saw CJ Stroud play the most this past season because Ohio state's always on national TV and yeah, all CJ Stroud did was wow, wow, wow. Throws on the run, throws over the middle, throws deep, touch over the middle, move. You know, and when you think about the election of receivers he's had the last couple of years, he's had pro receivers playing for him the last couple of years, you know. And over the last month, as I watched more and more shows about stacking up the quarterbacks and listen to, uh, like, the, like the, you know, Chris Mortensons and the Phil Zims and people talk about, this kid, Bryce Young, I'm sitting there going, okay, I saw him play three or four times, especially in the playoffs. He can make all the throws. I just couldn't get over the size factor. And they kept saying, people keep saying generational talent when they talk about him. At 5'10", 204 pounds, generational talent. And and I'm thinking, in the last couple of weeks, I've changed my mind about him. Because I, I look at Russell Wilson, I look at the Drew Brees, they were both 5'10", 5'11", quarterbacks. Look as they've had as they were with the right structured offense. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you put a Bryce Young with Frank Reich in Carolina, Frank Reich is going to put him in the best position to succeed. Frank Reich knows quarterback play. He's going to put him in the best position to succeed. This dude wins no matter what. So does CJ. But this dude wins no matter what Bryce Young. He's fearless. He's not a runner. Rambler like Drew, like Russell Wilson, to buy time. And if you give him an extra second, he will find the open man. He will deliver a dart. And so I put Bryce Young at the top of my list, and CJ dropped down. Herndon, I mean, Hooker, when I watched him play, I was like, man, this dude's going to be the first quarterback taken. And then all of a sudden he got I think he's going to be the best sleeper of the group. In terms of getting with the team, you don't have to play right now. Play with somebody who's going to give you a couple of years cushion to sit there and watch and learn. You may have to play sporadically out of necessity because of injuries. I love the kid Hooker. I love everything about him. And then Richardson, Richardson to me is the best overall athlete of the group. Yep. Just in terms of athleticism, uh, I just love everything about what he can do as an athlete. But he's got to be fine-tuned as a passer. Sometimes he made risky throws. Sometimes he missed targets. But in terms of just overall athleticism, I, I, I just love Richardson. And Levitz, 
I'm waiting to see on him. I know a lot of people rake him higher, but I'm just not a big Levis fan. Just not, I'm just not, you know. Um, and who knows? He he may prove he may prove me and a lot of people wrong, but I, I, but that's the way my order stacked up. As I'm hit, sitting here listening to Rob, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I'm like, boom, you know. I, it didn't deviate one bit from from what Rob's list was. It's usually you and I are pretty uncanny with the lists. We're usually when we do rankings and stuff, we're usually pretty close. It's, it's crazy. It is. Crazy. Uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. blowing all that. Barrett is not. Really, yes, go ahead, Barrett. Oh my goodness, you guys, you guys. Oh man, I, I, I guess I just watch too much film, and I guess I'm getting just, just, just bombarded by film and and watching it. And the more and more I watch, the more and more I see that both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud don't have much that, that differentiates them, how they throw the ball, um, their ability to win, and, you know, how good of a, a, a passers they are. I mean, to me, the, the, the race between their production on the field, to me, is almost equal. You know what I'm saying? It's almost equal what their abilities are as far as their arm strength, uh, you know, mm-hmm. moving around in the pocket, you know, just the little things. I think both of them are really, really good at both of those type of things. So because of that, I got to put C.J. Stroud above above him simply because he's a bigger guy, a much bigger guy, and he could do more from that aspect um, because he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. He's led a national championship team. You know, he's, 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 he's good. You know, he's, he's, CJ Stroud is just as good as, as, as any quarterback in this draft. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I like CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's actually better than anybody in that draft class with the exception of Lawrence in that draft class. Bryce Young is better than everybody in that draft class with the exception of Lawrence. But I just see Stroud as the number one, Bryce Young is number two. And that's just because of size, because I think they're equal as far as what they're going to bring to a team this year. They both can mm-hmm. break down defense. They break, they both have evolved in a in an offense that can be a, a passing offense. Neither one of them are, are, are dual threat quarterbacks. They are straight drop back quarterbacks, which why I put right. Sidney Stroud number one. I go Bryce Young number two. Both of them have willing capabilities. But even at number three, I still got to keep Anthony Richards in there because his size, his strength, athleticism, he runs a 4-4-40, had a 40-inch vertical leap. He's 6-4, man, 6-4, 245 pounds, has a cannon of an arm. They can teach you to do everything else. They can calm you down in the pocket. That's why I like him. And then I go hooker because – Hendon, he he throws probably the prettiest deep ball out of anybody in this draft class. He He has a a good deep ball thrower. Oh, man, a great deep ball thrower. So his ability to see and read the defense and what they're trying to take take advantage of, he he is up there. But I just think that, you know, when I look at, you know, when I look at Anthony Richardson, I just think that, Andy Richard has more of an upside just because of all this intangible. And there goes that dirty word intangible that we use with, <laughs> you know, with, 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 you know, with our quarterback. Um, I, Hertz is, 
had those intangibles and then worked on it, became a great player. I see Anthony Richardson being kind of the same way. So that's my number three quarterback. Henry Hooker's my number four quarterback. And my number mm. five is now Will Levis. Mm-hmm. I can see Will Levis being a kid that will be a guy that's going to come in and woo everybody the first time he's on the field. He's going to look tremendous on the field the first couple of times he's on the field. But then he has to get down to playing the game of football, reading defenses. And when I think of Will Levis, I, can, I think of him as a guy who it's going to take him a little while to adjust to the NFL game. Yeah, It's going to take him a little while. And I don't know if everybody has the patience that they have for um, – that Green Bay has in their quarterbacks. I don't know if everybody has that type of patience. They, yeah. let, their, they let their quarterbacks – mature in their system so mm. do i see him as a brett Favre type of guy no but you're going to have to have the patience to develop him like you develop brett Favre for him to get the potential out of a will levis will teams have that type of patience to wait on will levis to to get up to speed in an nfl game that's the that's what i, I don't know because this is a microwave type of society we want now we yeah. want more now so Will Evans has the ability to be very good, but will a team, you know, take that time like they took with Brett Favre to let him develop into the passer that Brett Favre became? I, I think too. I, I I will say this with in in uh, in Will Levis's defense, he took a beating at Kentucky. He, he got his butt kicked. Yeah, yeah, and he a lot of times he was playing hurt and. Hit after hit after hit have a cumulative effect, and sometimes you start making mistakes that way. But that's where it also kind of reminds me of Wentz a little. But but I, I think in his defense, if he's behind a better offensive line, I don't think we see such up and down play from him. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give him, yeah, I'll give him that. He it, that was a that's a tough thing for him. Um, well, look when I, when I look at Levis, I think of a Baker Mayfield, a guy who's going to compete, a guy who, who's who's going to play with some reckless abandon. A guy's going to make some plays, and a guy's going to make some mistakes. Does that equate? Does that equate to consistent success at the NFL level? No. Maybe, maybe if he gets with the right team, you can hone him in, and and and, and get him to do and eliminate some of the things that are that are seen as negatives. But if you don't get him with the right team, he could be that Baker Mayfield that's floating around. You know, everybody has these high hopes. Something all of a sudden he becomes a journeyman yeah. or a career. Or a Minshew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he is, he is, I know, I know you guys aren't comparing size. He's way bigger than those guys, but I hear you. Yeah. No well, but like I said, will a team have the patience Yeah. that Green Bay had for both of their quarterbacks? Well, all three of the, the all three of the quarterbacks, they had patience, when it came to Brett Favre, they had patience when it came to A-Rod. Yep. Now they, they had patience when it came to love. Yeah, you don't sure. see much – you don't see patience anymore. Like, for example, no. San Francisco's no. looking to trade Trey Lance. Right, they, right. Nobody has yep. patience yeah. anymore. Who yeah. has patience to do that, especially when you get the guy in the first round, you know? Yeah. I mean, they traded, you know, the you know the Packers traded for, for Brett Favre from, from Atlanta. That's right. I don't know what pick they got for him. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, wasn't he a third was a round? round pick? He was a two. Yeah. Atlanta took him as a two. Yeah. Yeah. So people I mean, it, people you know. lost their minds when Ron Wolf made that trade for some guy named Brett Favre out of Southern Mississippi. People lost their doggone minds. And Sterling he sat for a while. Sterling Sharp lost his mind. You know, yeah. <laughs> like what are we doing? You yeah, know, and all of a sudden, 
Sterla told me a story. Said, Leonard, what are we doing yeah. trade for a guy, Brett Farvey? Yeah, Favre. Who, who was it? Favre. Yeah. Who was a guy like Brett Favre? <laughs> <laughs> they already had Don Mikowski, the magic man. Right, right. Lo and behold. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, lo and yeah, behold, man, this dude yeah. turns around and sets the NFL record for most consecutive games played for a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He Whoa. was tough as name. That dude was tough. As he made a lot of bonehead plays throughout his career. But that dude had an arm like a rocket launcher, man, and had that good old Southern boy, and the people just gravitated towards him. And he was just a good old country boy. But, man, he was tough. He, he was a quarterback with a linebacker mentality. That's what he yeah. was. He was yeah. country as a box of cornflakes, man. He was That's country, right. man. But, man, but, but, but you know, like I said, look at, look, at, look at everything this kid had. He, and first of all, also, he didn't, he didn't have the coaching his first couple of years of his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, say what you want to say, but Penn State is terrible at developing talent. They can go out and recruit all the talent in the world, but they are terrible at developing talent yep. at the yep. um, quarterback position. Um, Kentucky, Kentucky, not much better. So when you have a six foot four, 230 pound phenom like Will Levis coming to your locker room, you should, you should really allow this guy to develop. Instead, Penn State lost him. He left. Yeah. So they yeah. didn't develop in the way he's supposed to be developed. I think he can, and I think he will um, develop into a, a, an, okay, an okay quarterback. Mm -hmm. But he has all the intangibles, you know what I'm saying, to be very, very good. But you're going to have to have some patience with him. It's like you have to have some patience with Richardson. They have all the ability in the world. They have all the talent in the world. But will they take that step like a Jalen? They got to have the same. See, we're spoiled. We got a Jalen Hurts. Now we expect everybody to do what Jalen Hurts did, yeah. uh, you know, as, as far as, you know, being the leader of a team, being a guy that's going to outwork everybody. Not everybody has that in their, you know, in their, you know, in their mindset. You know, not everybody can do that. So, Boy, it's such a great point, too, because, you know, even if you believe Zach Wilson had the talent to be a good quarterback, does he have the maturity level? You know, right. because you're investing so much money in these guys. You know, you, you better be right that they're that they're dialed in you know, mentally, and they're not going to say when asked the question, throw your defense under the bus, which had every defensive player check out on him last year. You know, you got to mm -hmm. make sure that these guys are right in the head too. That's a big, big piece of this thing. That's for sure. All right, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll roll into the final segment of the show. We'll have birthdays. We'll have movies. We'll revisit some of the big stories of the day thus far. Oh, I didn't That's see birthdays today, man. Oh, we got you. We got you covered. We got you All covered. Right. <laughs> yeah, we will do that. We'll do all those things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to talk about razor technology. Yes, and hybrid work because the future of work isn't remote or in person. It's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives teams the flexibility in choosing how and where they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events so everyone can feel like they're part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections with their team report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates Razor technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. Learn more by calling 
797-3282-866-797-3282 or visit Razor Technology online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Hanging out with you guys on this Wednesday. Oh, no. uh, by the way, tomorrow uh, we will be joined by uh, draft analyst Ian Cummings from the Pro Football Network. He's going to be joining us tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So we're looking forward to, to, to kicking around some draft. What he thinks the Eagles may end up doing. Maybe we'll run our quarterback list past him. Uh, let see what he thinks and take all that in that's for sure so a lot to dive into as we get closer we're going to be a week away tomorrow guys so it can't come soon enough (laughs) it can't come soon enough uh that's for sure and we'll see what moe's eagles end up making all right let's do some uh birthdays and then we'll swing back to a couple other stories i didn't get a chance to to hit with you guys um two of my teammates man 
Yeah, you, you do have a couple of teammates. Uh, yeah. and, yep, yep, you do. Uh, Troy Palomal, well, let's start with that one. Um, okay. One of your, your former guys. Uh, what did I write? He's 42, 42 years old? 40, 42, right. yep. Right, right. I got to, I got some stories about him, bro. But <laughs> yeah, Troy, man, he's he, great dude, man, great dude. And another guy I played with, Aaron Smith, turns forty-eight. Oh, there you mm. go. A Smith was one of the best five technique, three-four defensive linemen I ever played against. Mm. Practice against him was easy. It was harder to practice against him. I get in games, and it was easier because he's such a beast, man. That's how good. Aaron Smith was. He was a beast. Yeah, no question. Uh, all right, I'll give you a former Eagle who was a very good player uh, in his day, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, yep. Yeah, born on this day in 1965. Keith Jackson played from the Eagles from 88 to 91 and fortunately left when Norman Brayman wouldn't pay anybody. Um, he went to Miami. He signed a four-year – think about this. This was a big deal back then. Four-year, $6 million deal mm. in 1992. mm <laughs> How about that, man? Living large. Yeah. And he was on that Green Bay team that won it with Reggie. He was on yep. that Super Bowl 31 team, uh, was Keith Jackson. So uh, I think he's back. I think he does uh, Oklahoma Sooner games on the radio. I think he does some stuff for them, like either pre and post, or he does color analyst at work. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but Keith Jackson. All right, let's hit a couple other ones. Uh, James Franco, the actor, director, producer. He's 45. Really good actor, yep. Hayden Christensen, who was, uh, you know, in some of the Star Wars stuff, is 42 today. Mm -hmm. Maria Sharapova, the retired tennis player, is 36. She was she was 6'2". Was she that tall? And she wow. was ranked number one in the world when she was 18 years old. She wow. was a great player for a long time. Yeah, yeah can't, can't teach tall. Only one of <laughs> no, only one uh, one of ten women, only one of ten women in the history of tennis to win the Grand Slam. Wow, it's I can't cool. remember if she was strong or not, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> in case you guys were wondering, in case you were wondering, you just walked yes. right into that one. Yes, quite strong. It's so easy, man. It's. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it let's I'll, let's transition into an old school strong. Uh, Jane Mansfield, do yourself yeah. a oh, favor yes. and oh yes, do a do a search of Jane Mansfield uh, from back in the day. Oh yes, all I'll yes. say yes, yes. She is the her her daughter is Mariska Hargitay of SVU Law and Order SVU. That's her daughter. Yo, you're right. Oh yeah, strong. Yes, mm -hmm. quite Very strong. Quite quite strong. Um. Ashley Judd is 55 years yep. old. Yep. Kate Hudson is 44. This is a strong list. We have a strong yep. birthday. Yep. <laughs> Gordy Hobbs, little girl. Candace Parker is 37. Yep. <laughs> look at his face, man. He's just look at he's the grinning more today, and he's grinning a long time. I can't, I can't help <laughs> with born. I'm just giving you birthdays. That's all. Wow. I know. That's it. That's all we're doing. Oh, uh, not strong. Dudley Moore was born on this day, 1945. <laughs> um, the actor Tim Curry was born on this day, nineteen seven or in he's seventy seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I found this one interesting. Elliot Ness of the Untouchables. Wow, he was born Quick. on this day yeah, in nineteen oh three. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Quick story. Quick story about Elliot Ness. You know, I mean, you know, a story, the untouchables and all that stuff, how he cleaned up crime. Yeah. Uh, he won't, he only fought crime for like 10 years. Right. And then he ended up running. He went to Cleveland and became a director of, of uh, city something. He okay. died almost bankrupt. And really? he co-wrote co the book, The Untouchables, with some other guy. The book did not release until after he died. It released shortly after he died. Oh. And all of a sudden, the book took off, and there's been variations of the movie. But he was considered reckless. You know, his, his image was tarnished when he, he, he was at his height. And so a lot of police uh, um, uh, entities shot away from him because they didn't want him basically a, as a rogue, even though he did the job cleaning up crime. Matter of fact, Al Capone tried to bribe him. He took. He's known for taking down Al Capone. Capone right. tried to bribe him, and he wouldn't take the bribe and took down Capone. And he was considered reckless. He died near bankruptcy, and then the book blows up after he dies. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was wow. only 54. Yeah, he had to take a lot of odd jobs just to make ends meet after he got out of crime fighting after 10 years. Yeah, Man, that's rough. Yeah, he had a heart attack at 54 and died. That was it. Huh. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was born uh, on this day, 1903. Um, Jesse James, the uh, – oh, yeah. I don't know what you call West him. Reality. Yeah, yeah, West, West, West Coast Coppers. Choppers. Yeah, you know yep. what I'm saying? Great mechanic, man. Great yeah. mechanic. Yeah, he's 54. Uh, Joe Maurer, the retired baseball player, is 40 today. Uh, Dick Sargent, who played on Bewitched, he was the husband on Bewitched. One of the, there was like three different ones, but he was one yeah, of them. Really? Yeah. Uh, was born in 1930. Uh, Suge Knight, Suge Knight, who was in jail. Sure. He's on a 28 year bid. Yeah, yeah, everybody. He's 58 uh, today, Suge is. Uh, Kelly Olinick, the NBA player, is 32 today. Who did I miss? Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. What do you got, Connor? Um, Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's only living child, is 55, 51, wait, 54 today. Um, Jennifer Taylor from Two and a Half Men and Water Boy is 51. Strong, very strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, here's an interesting <laughs> one. Here's a, here's Here's an interesting one. Luis Miguel is considered Frank Sinatra of, of uh, Latin singers. The youngest person ever to win a Grammy at the age of 14. Oh, what, won a 14? Grammy at age 14 years old, won a Grammy. Yep. Peace. Yep. Um, okay. Then you have the great actor Hugh O'Brien, mm -hmm. was born on this day. The great boxer Alexis Arguello, who was oh, a title was holder tough. in three different divisions, uh, became a bad the man. Oh, he was a bad man. Uh, died of suicide. He became the mayor of uh, Managua, Nicaragua. Ended yep. up dying by way of suicide. Bill Rafferty uh, is 80 years old today. Oh, my God. Chris Collins, a son of Doug Collins, who's now the head coach of basketball Northwestern, is 48. And former NFL great Jack Pardee was born huh. on this. Yep. Remember him. Remember Jack Pardee, yeah. Uh, they're good ones. They're good ones. All right. Uh, let's hit some birthday or let's hit, hit some movie. Sorry. Uh, my big fat Greek wedding. 2002. Funny. Very funny. Bro. The father, the father with the Windex was the greatest. Oh my goodness. Bro. When she was walking across the street, bro, that had to been, yes. you know, come on, man. There's a lot of good, right, right, a lot of right. funny stuff from that one. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Scorpion King with, uh, with the rock, uh, the rock. great movie. Also, yeah, yep. also, oh, I can't believe that was 2002. I didn't say it was that long ago. Yeah, uh, yep. 
This movie was okay. It was kind of weird. Bradley Cooper and Ryan Gosling, the place be beyond the pines. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. it was, it didn't really hit the mark for me. I thought it was kind of meh. Uh, but that's all I have movies. The only other one I have is uh, The Substitute with Tom Berenger in 1996. He was a former mercenary. He went to a sub, uh, was a substitute high school teacher and they were, he was planted there. Uh, him and his, his former mercenary buddies trying to take down some kind of ring and yeah. the stuff he did, all these kids tried these. And this roughneck high school tried to take advantage of them, and he put them in their place. Yeah, he was, that was good. A pretty in that. good one. Yeah, yeah, he was good in that. Um, all right. So the other thing I wanted to throw at you guys, you remember the the NFL is now allowing players to wear number zero. They, yep. they, okay. So mm-hmm. apparently the Eagles are already either at the pro shop or online. I, I forget which are already selling Kenneth Gainwell number zero jersey. So it looks like Kenny Gainwell is going to be sporting uh, mm-hmm. the number zero uh, for the birds. So it was only a matter yeah, of time. He yeah. better put up a one and like three zeros behind him this season. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, Giannis has been upgraded to questionable from doubtful. He's, I think he's absolutely Giannis playing. playing. Giannis he's playing good. tonight, dude. Yeah. They're down. They're down. Oh, one. He's playing tonight. There's no question. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen that dude take some shots that, that, that'll keep a good man down. He gets up and keeps playing, man. I don't know if oh, they yeah. Greek blood in him or what, but he doesn't yeah. stay down long. <laughs> I don't know it's what that Greek wedding, yeah. That dude, uh, that dude, that dude is tough to be as lanky looking as he is, but he's you can tell he's muscular. But oh yeah, uh, that that dude, man. It, I, I can't wait to see this game tonight because that's going to be a knockdown drag out tonight. That's a big one. There's a lot. Actually, we let just go. Let's go over the slate one more time tonight because these are there's some really I think series swinging pivotal kind of games. I, I think Milwaukee's got to win this one. You do not want to go back to Miami down 0-2. No, no. Uh, the Grizzlies, abs- and we don't know about Ja yet, absolutely no matter what, have to win this game. You go back to yeah. LA 0-2, goodbye. You're done. That's You're done. done. That, yeah. is, that is toast. Um, the other game, uh, if it's even close, I'll be surprised. The Nuggets, I think, will just run the T-Wolves out of the building. But Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah. The, the, those first two are nice on the, on this late tonight. They're going to be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. You, you got the Lakers Grizzlies at seven 30 and then nine o'clock is the heat in the bucks. So they're your, they're your two. Oh, early. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're the two earlies. And then of course you got the Sixers uh, going tomorrow. As we know uh, that tomorrow's a good slate too. You have the Sixers at seven 30. You have Sacramento golden state at 10 o'clock and Ooh. then you have Phoenix LA at 10 30. I'm surprised. I would rather like that. Yeah, I'd rather Phoenix and in LA be Friday. Just give me those yeah, two games really. tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Why are you stacking them like that, man? Yeah, strange. And then game four for the Sixers is Saturday at one o'clock. They're sort of following the same schedule that they they've had, so they'll be the early game. And then, uh, but anyway, Bo- Friday is Boston at Atlanta. Game three of that one, Cleveland at New York. Same thing. So that's seven and then eight thirty and then nine thirty is the Nuggets mm. and the Timberwolves. That's the that's the schedule for those uh for those games. But yeah, the the NBA playoffs so far have been good. Um, uh, you know, and they're just gonna get crazier as we as we keep moving ahead here. You see that fan is suing Bradley Beal. Uh if you remember, he was like yelling at him, you cost me my bet, all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. Beal kind of yeah. grabbed him and hit the okay, he hit his buddy and threw his hat at him or whatever. He's suing the guy. The guy's suing him for fifty thousand dollars. You know. For what? For what? For, for next to nothing. For for nothing. Yeah, just nonsense. The money he's spending in lawsuits uh, in, in a lawyer, he's not going to get anything out of it. You just yeah. wasted money, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But hey, look, you know, that's what we do. We're a litigious society. That's for sure. Um, oh, all right. Goodness. So as we mentioned tomorrow, we'll have Ian Cummings, uh, who will talk to us about the draft. He's a draft analyst. We'll chat with him. We'll have some other surprises for you tomorrow as well. I uh, want to thank Tone to Shields. Tone, great job producing the program as always. And phenomenal work from our chat section. Uh, great work. Great work. Always, always entertaining. Good questions, funny comments, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. I uh, appreciate everybody streaming. Ooh, that's a good debate though right there. Everybody listening. What's that? Westbrook, who's better, Westbrook or Shady? It Ooh. is a good debate. It's a very good debate. <laughs> uh, I have my maybe. preference because of the style of running, but yeah. Well, maybe we get something we kick around tomorrow. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, so we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio is coming your way right now, and we're back at it same time tomorrow. So we appreciate everybody hanging with us, and we're looking forward to seeing you at noon Eastern tomorrow. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. We are Sports Day. Thanks. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.